Boy, you're. Lo- I'm glad you stopped me because I was just about to tell you about my leaf project in <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> and we'll have to save that. That, my a- friends, is a reason to tune in next week. <laughs> Kyle's elementary school leaf project. <laughs> so if you if if you had a rock that stood out a little bit, he would go right for that one. He'd be like, ah, ah, would you? Where'd you find that? Would you buy this one at Jake's? Or you buy oh, it at Mark's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark's <laughs> Rock Farm. That's where I bought this rock. I went to the Rock Farm. My mom drove me there, and I said, "Give me your weirdest one, Rock Farmer guy." I have set the bar so achievably low, and I think I honor that throughout my life, Steve. I set the bar barely achievably low, that I want to be able to hit those goals. <laughs> Hey, girl, you got a problem? Got a problem with love? The intro is usually my favorite part of the show. (laughs) It's all downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, I guess it's uphill. Downhill until it gets easier. It's a a long, difficult uphill. (laughs) It takes a long time to get there. Yes, it does. Next thing you know, you're at two hours and you go, oh boy, I don't know what we did for 90 minutes of those. And then we're we're up there on the summit looking down, not knowing how we got there. (laughs) And, oh, that's it. It's the Stephen Kyle podcast. It is Monday, May 1st, 2017, the year of our Lord. Welcome to May. I do think. It's gotten more so that way the last, since we've moved to the APS, I feel like more and more, you and I scratch our heads towards the end and go, huh, there's about a 48 minute gap that I don't know what we talked about. (laughs) And we'll either have to click around and say, oh yeah, pencil sharpeners or whatever. Yeah, it's known as the dead zone right in the middle of the podcast. (laughs) You know, that's that's where you want the... The content that you can't even remember to be <laughs> right in the meat of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's where the money's made. Well, we're back here again. Yeah. Things are a little different than they were about a week ago. Yeah, last um, I'll say this. A week ago, spirits were high. <laughs> we were we were anticipating greatness, I think is safe to say, Steve. Yep. Were we not you and I sat in these chairs and if it wasn't for the space between us, we pretty much did a high five to each other. And walked out to Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. All pumped, mm-hmm. ready to roll. Yeah. Um, and then the game came. Then the game came. Uh, before we get to the details, I'll, I'll tell you a, a text that I got from Annette just a little while ago. I just finished last week's podcast. It's painful listening to you guys mm. talk about softball and knowing what happened. Ugh. Now, oh, we've, I'm we've, glad she included that last part because she could have... Knowing Annette, it could have just ended after, uh, it's painful to listen to you guys talk. <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> and for her to not know what what actually happened. Right. Now, oh, something, something went down? What do you mean? <laughs> now, I tweeted either uh, yesterday or maybe the day before. I forget yeah. which, one, which day it was. And I said that something along the lines of, because we haven't had like any Twitter, Facebook activity in the last week or so. And I, I tweeted right. saying... That was intentional because of what happened. Yeah. Something major. Something, dare I say, catastrophic. Yes, that's a fair term. Catastrophic. Uh, uh, something life-altering, at least in the uh, long-term. The, the mid-term, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, mid-term, I think it will affect long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it's best, Steve, to break it down pitch by pitch. I know that seems time-consuming, but sure. once we get to the meat of the story, <laughs> you're going to realize it's uh, it's not that time-consuming. <laughs> no, no, this uh, this didn't didn't take a whole lot of time. Um, so it's last Tuesday. The uh, the team gathers at the park. Yep, Team Remax. Team Remax. Everybody's there. Everybody's early on time. We're Everyone all loosened up. up. Yeah, we we're we're, we're we're lined up. Uh, you know, in the in the little field next to the yep. next to the field, just throwing the ball around, taking some swings, and um, and uh, you know, just getting loose, getting loose for our first game. We're all mm-hmm. excited, joking around. The mood is light. Yeah. Uh, as people walk up, we make fun of them for various reasons. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, is is Team Remax's way. Yep. And it's weird. In hindsight, I remember something you said to me. Um, you said, "I am so nervous." Yeah. Like, what are you what are you possibly nervous for, man? This is like this is this is a lighthearted fun game. Right. We're gonna go out, we're gonna have a good time. And uh you you said well for one, it's a lot of stress because you're coordinating between what, thirteen people. Right, making people. sure everybody's there at the right field, making at the sure right time. making sure we can field a team. Yeah. And that and I think you said somewhere it's like some I forget exactly what you said, but it was along the lines of like in the back of your head, you still think about how the you broke your nose the last time, right? Yeah, we told that story a while ago about how essentially the only time I've ever pitched, uh, and this was during even a practice, my brother broke my nose <laughs> by being tall, and his elbow <laughs> connected with my nose, okay. and all I remember was stars and blood and pain. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what? All those fears were put at ease. It was almost, you know, we were there. Everybody showed up to line up. Nobody had any complaints. I'm like, all right, this is the best possible. We yeah. had three practices, which is more than I can guarantee yeah. you, you know, anybody else had practiced outside if they hadn't played together before. Sure. So we're at, uh, we're at the field. Everyone even had all their, everyone had all their equipment. Right. I felt no good. One, no one forgot a glove. No. No one left their shirt at home. I know it. I felt pretty good about things. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be. Season-wise, is going to go smooth because yeah. every you know we the practices I I had been to all three, you know they were about they they went about two hours each. Yeah, I mean they were yeah, going we until the sun went down. We practiced for twice as long as our games. Yeah, will be. yeah, and there's a one-hour time limit on them. Practice, I played everywhere. You know, I was pitching. I played a little mm-hmm. catcher. Played a little first. Played a lot more infield than I was comfortable. Uh, jumped in the outfield. Essentially, just playing everywhere, letting people play elsewhere to get comfortable and figure out where they're going to play. Yeah. So the time comes, we're the uh, we're the home team. So we start on the defensive side of the field. Steve, everybody yeah. goes out there and they take their spots. You're and this uh, and it was quick turnaround too because the game before us went yeah. a little bit long. So the umpires were like, "Get out on the take field, the field, take, take the, field. the field." I mean, would they give you three three warm up yeah. pitches? Yeah, maybe? I threw I had thrown some before he even set, got to the field, and they weren't yeah. they weren't pretty. Uh, <laughs> but I just needed to calm yeah. down. I and, was going to uh, be fine. Jason over at first base, he was. Throwing the ball around the infield, like I think we each got one grounder. Yeah, <laughs> so we're like, okay, this is, and then they said, play ball. Yeah, so uh, so, so you're the, pitching. Yeah, so the first pitch, Steve, first pitch, high, way outside. I just need to, just need to calm my nerves, you yeah. know. Yeah. Second pitch, guy, guy, I forget even where he hit it. I don't. I think I think left field, but I'm not. Yeah, positive. it was a pretty good shot. Um. So the next batter comes up. I'm essentially just trying to stay calm. Mm-hmm. I turn around. I tell the infield, you know, the plays at second base. Whatever. Yeah. You know, so the, the runner, routine. We got a runner on first at this point. So I wind up. 
make the pitch. And it is a a slice into right field, I guess is how you'd call it. Yep. Right fielder goes up and grabs it. Runner stopped. While the runner got to third. Throws the ball in. I don't. I forget if the ball was low or if I, I caught it. I think it was. From what I remember, it was a bit low. Yeah. So I grab it. I turn around and I take a step towards the pitcher's mound, Steve. And I go, that's weird. I have the ball in my glove. Mm-hmm. How did a ball just hit me in the back of the leg? Hmm. So I turn around. I see there's no ball there. No. And I take another step. And I realize I can't put any weight on my left foot. Immediately, I know something is wrong. So I begin to hobble, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. To uh, off the field. Now, I have people saying, is it a cramp? Is it a cramp? And the only thing I remember saying, it was all a blur, no, I felt a pop. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the bummer is this field is probably, I don't know, by my memory, 8,000 yards away from the parking lot. <laughs> Boy, is it. And um, <laughs> uh, never has that been more obvious oh. than in while watching your um your trek to the parking lot awful which awful now so i my my beautiful wife was there happened to show up thank god well she showed up she was planning on coming she got there a little bit early thank goodness right after work she came to watch the game she barely sat down i know and i'm running off the field on one leg hopping going i'm going to the hospital yeah can you and in my mind go get the car is what i'm implying yeah so I, I I hobble about halfway with the help of uh, one of our teammates, gets me about halfway, and I stop. I go, no worries. She'll bring the car. Mm-hmm. She doesn't bring the car because there's boulders and there's people walking. You can't get down that little oh, path. Oh, you can't. Okay. It's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I can't keep doing this. So I hop, I hop, I hop. And at this point, there, obviously, there's no weight on my leg, and it doesn't hurt that bad until mm-hmm. I get in the car and I sit down. Yeah. And I was biting my knuckle, like biting my finger, mm-hmm. screaming in pain. It hurts so bad. Fast forward. Um, <laughs> you'll get a kick out of this. Get to the hospital, and obviously I'm in just immense pain, and they want to do an x-ray, which uh, I will stand by it, is the biggest money waster in hospital <laughs> history. Yeah. yeah. I, bar none. And I told that to the doctor. I told that to Katie sitting there. So this is a waste of money. That's not a bone that just went back there. I know it's not, right? So they decide, oh, we're going to bring him in anyway, right? And uh, the ER, they essentially can't do anything at the ER. So I get referred to a different type of doctor the next day. But I leave there. This is Tuesday night, less than a week ago, Steve, with the... Probable diagnosis from a doctor and a hundred percent diagnosis from Doctor Kyle <laughs> that I have torn my Achilles tendon. Uh, not, which is uh, now that's the one that goes from what, like the ankle to, to the, the knee, ca- to the, yeah, yeah, it goes okay. up to the knee or, or middle of your calf type okay. of thing. So uh, at this point, it was pretty much to determine whether it was a full tear or just a rip. Mm-hmm. Obviously, different. Schools of thought on how to repair that. Sure. But it, it hurt pretty good. And so they offered me, uh, I'm sure it would have been morphine or something for the pain. 
Uh, they only give that in a needle. That was not <laughs> happening. So even though you were already in the most extreme pain of your life, yes, you uh, you refused what would be the equivalent of like a mosquito bite at this right. point. Yeah, if you compare this to the, absolutely the two. turned it down, absolutely turned it down. <laughs> did you? Now did you say, "Nah, I'm good." Nah. I did. <laughs> and my mother showed up. My wife showed up. The nurse and I said, "I'm sorry. This is fine." Give me whatever you gave me an hour ago that still hasn't worked. I'll make do. <laughs> do you think you would have even felt the needle? Because with morphine, do they just, that's just like a, they put it in your arm? I think or do so. They... I, no, I think that's arm because it doesn't really okay. matter. Yeah, because I remember when I had my, but my if I were... fart attack, I got, it was actually your wife yeah. that gave me IV, it gave me morphine and it was in my arm. But couldn't they just jab it right into your leg? I, I think mean, anywhere. Because you're already in the most extreme pain right. of your life. Yeah. Chances are you're not going to feel anything on top right. of it. And they could trick you. They could be like, oh, look over here at the eye chart so we can make sure your eyes are okay. Bam! Yeah. Just stab you in the leg. You know, I don't want to say I was looking at the long game here, Steve, but I was already thinking financially as well. <laughs> they had already suckered me into the x-ray. Yeah. I actually asked, can I turn down the x-ray? Yeah. Because I knew it was that worthless at that point. Sure. But it doesn't. that's like the go-to. Anytime you go to an ER, yeah. you're getting an IV. Turned that down as well. <laughs> and an x-ray. They love doing those things, right? <laughs> now, did you go to the hospital where your wife works? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they actually, she was able to call ahead what before I was even in the vehicle. Okay. And they had a room ready for me. Oh, look at that. So VIP I, treatment. I know it. Hopped so, out of her car. Silver lining. me in. They asked me the routine questions to register. And then next thing, boom, I was in a room. Yeah. But it was no more than 90 minutes or two hours that I was out of that building. <laughs> In a boot with some crutches. Oh, boy. So um, that's that's the brunt of the story. So the prognosis ended up being that you ruptured it, right? Fully ruptured left Achilles tendon. Oh. And I can only describe it as kind of karmic justice because I, I'm trying to remember who it was even. I love making these jokes because they get grossed out about how it's like a lampshade yeah. when you pull it up. Yep. And I've made those jokes... So many times to yeah. make people go, oh, you got to stop. Uh, for that to actually happen to me <laughs> on a non-athletic move. It, so no. let me, t so, so just to recap now, two of the last four times I have played softball organized with umpires and everything, I have now broken my nose and ruptured my left Achilles tendon. <laughs> like if there's this ever anything telling me, Pick something. The doctor told me maybe it's time to start bowling. <laughs> well, the, literally bowling would have been more physical activity right. than what you were doing at the time yeah. of this of this accident. I'm trying to problem solve as to what exactly happened, because in my mind on the field, I was about four or five feet away from the pitcher's mound. I'd come off the mound. Well, I can tell you exactly the ball. I can tell you exactly how it was from my perspective. At second base. Yeah, which is where, right behind me. Ten feet behind me. every ball that came near me, I snagged with no problem. No issues, huh? No issues whatsoever. Because that's another question I'm going to have when we wrap this up is how it went. Because <laughs> I obviously missed every pitch except for three. <laughs> okay, so here's my, um, my, my, my portrayal, my version of what happened. Yeah. Uh, pretty Fairly similar to yours. Um, first two pitches, I don't really remember. I know that they had a guy on first. Yes. Um, third pitch, just like you said, ball was looped into right field. So being the second baseman, I turn around, run towards the right fielder, to be the cutoff, the cutoff man, even yeah. though it was a shallow, 
shallow yep. fly ball, which in his case, it was so shallow, didn't need the cutoff man, just picked it up. Yep. Runner stop, runner kind of rounded first, went back to first, and he threw it directly into you. Yep. So I, I remember seeing him throw it, and then I just turned around, not really focused on where the ball was going because I knew it was going right to you. So I'm kind of looking down, and I heard like a, a pop-type impact. Like I heard a something, I mean, it kind of sounded like a fist hitting something, yeah. but it was more like a pop noise. And then I look up, and I see you hopping on one foot. First first reaction is, oh, man, he like the ball was low and it hit you like right, right in the side of the ankle, like right on the ball yeah. on the side of your ankle, which sucks. I mean, that hurts, but yeah. it, it's like a funny bone. It hurts, but it doesn't yeah. really. It just kind of pop it off type of thing. Been more. Fine. And then you kind of cartoonishly throw your glove. Yeah, I do and, remember that. And I was like, oh, man, what happened? And then you said it popped. I heard a pop. And I was like, I look over at Jason. He looks at me and we're both like, what the, did you see what happened? I didn't see what happened. Did you see what happened? And then you hop over to the bench and I can see you are in the most agonizing pain. Like it's that pain where you're, it almost looked like you were yelling so loud that nothing was coming out. Like it was just that like, (laughs) oh man, it was really bad because there were, there were children right there. One of our teammates had brought like their kids and they're trying to be nice. Like, oh, what happened? Are you okay? And I'm just rocking back and forth, writhing in pain. Mm-hmm. And at this point, not thinking clearly or whatever. So in my mind, I'm like, why is it Katie going faster? Why isn't the car in front of my leg right now ready to throw me in it type of deal? She's trying to gather all of my belongings. You know, as the manager, I brought clipboard, two bats, baseball right. glove, batting gloves, right? All this stuff, you know, which and, we would have gotten for you. I right. Mean, she grabs some, somebody <laughs> sure. does. I think somebody has a couple people have like four of my things. So that I do remember being once I stopped walking, right. Being in such immense pain standing yeah. there. So um, you hop off the field, and then the rest of us just kind of look at each other. Yeah. Jason and I kind of walk in to the pitcher's mound, and I pick up the ball, and I'm looking, and there's a batter standing there, and Jason's standing right next to me, and I just look at him. I toss the ball to him. I go, well, you're in, and I turn around and walk back to second. What? How would say like, like I'm not asking for a moment of silence, <laughs> but my God, do you think the umps hey, could have let play hey. stop for a few minutes? Well, I said to the one umpire, I said, "Man, I think I think something's messed up." He said he felt a pop, and uh, <laughs> the umpire looked at me and he goes, "So who's gonna pitch?" Oh God, <laughs> lovely people, cold hearted. I could already tell the umps were a bit grumpy because again. The numerous times we talked about this, I haven't, we haven't played in five years, or I haven't. Yeah. I always thought, and maybe it was a different city that I played in, I had to sign something. Like a, I had to fill out a lineup for them yeah. before the game and sign it. Mm-hmm. So before our game started, the umps out there clearly, because the last game went long, so they're clearly looking to get the next one going. I go up, anything I need to sign? No, you're good. Take the field. Go, okay. Okay, sorry. All right, yep, my bad. Um. But yeah, you know, I'm not saying a moment of silence. Uh, maybe you know, one to two minutes for somebody to say, "Hey, you got whatever to get going." Type, you know, I don't know. Like, are you good to get off the field? Type yeah. of thing would have been nice. So uh, I just want to let it be known that at no point did I consider pitching. Good. 
I Good. threw the ball to Jason. <laughs> Even though I threw it right to him, he made no move to catch it, and it just landed uh-huh. on the ground in front of him, and I walked away. And I went back to second, and I'm like, all right, oh. play ball. Well, I think he feels bad, uh, and, and nobody has any reason to feel bad. It all happened so fast, and I didn't yeah. like crumble to the ground because I knew it would have been harder to well, get up. But he, you know, when, when talking to him after, and I think this probably happened with a lot of the people on the team, he said, I'm sorry, like, I didn't even know what to do. I, like, froze yeah. because everything none, happened none so fast. And, I, and, again, to, that's, that's perfectly fine because yeah. I, my whole idea – I need to get off the field. This is going to – I already know something's wrong. I mm-hmm. already know, thanks for the x-ray, thank God. I already <laughs> knew it wasn't a broken leg or yeah. a broken foot, uh, but I definitely knew something was not just a cramp because yeah. I had one of the uh, – and I had one of the opposing players who I, meant incredibly well uh, but tested my lovely wife's patience immediately when I was – when she was trying to gather, like, hey, where's his wallet? Where's his mm-hmm. keys so we have those for insurance and whatever – uh, guy, you really, you should probably call 911. She goes, no, we're going right now. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot of pain. You might want to call 911. And she she did the, I'm his wife, we're going. And I think if he had pushed it one more time, oh, yeah. that would have been the volcano. <laughs> I don't blame her. Absolutely exploding. Her. Because I'm trying to tell, I think I ended up telling him, like, she's a nurse, we're yeah. fine, we're going. Yeah. It's from where we were. The emergency room was two and a half miles yep. away. Like, it's not that bad. But just imagine if she had called 911. We would have had video of the chopper landing in center field. <laughs> yeah. The no, medevac. No, don't move him. We'll bring the helicopter down. Or, or like uh, when you're watching Deadliest Catch and somebody gets injured on deck and they, oh, lower, yeah. they lower the basket down. The, somebody just <laughs> rolls me into a basket. Yes. Oh, oh, and man. then they take you all the way to the hospital right. just dangling. I can't even imagine. Well, yeah, because at that point, by the time they get to the hospital, I probably wouldn't even have been retracted into right. the helicopter because yeah. it's so short. <laughs> so uh, we well, go through that night at the hospital, and it's obviously uh, tough sled and sleeping. So the next day, we call right away and uh, to get into the orthopedic doctor. Mm-hmm. And I get into the, I call the ortho, hey, uh, when can I get, oh, how's Monday sound? I said, Monday, to be frank with you, sounds effing terrible <laughs> yeah. because I hurt. Yeah. Uh, which said, is there- which sucks for the doctor because right. obviously if you need an appointment there, it's because you're injured. Right. Well, they know that you're in pain. Yeah. Actually thinking about it, they told me the doctor was into June. They said the physical at the PA was Monday. Yeah, yeah. Put me down for June 14th. No yeah. big deal. And I said, well, I know you guys are a massive facility. I will take any doctor, mm-hmm. any PA. If you have a student who's read upwards of two books, <laughs> yeah. bring him in and get this thing diagnosed yeah. so I can move on, right? So I, I said, I'll take any doctor. And I don't know if that changed the way she looked at the schedule, sure. but that same PA happened to have an opening at 1 p.m. Oh, that day. That's convenient. right? So uh, we go there, and it's barely two minutes with the doctor, with the PA looking at it, touching it, feeling it goes, and this guy I wish I hadn't talked to first. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very nice. Great bedside manner. Yeah, you know, typical uh, get back on your feet for this is going to be six months to a year. And I thought, and immediately in my mind, I'm running through every worst case scenario, sure. disability, all this stuff. So if you're an athlete, if you're a professional athlete, this is a 
career so, yeah. career ending injury at least season ending injury. yes yeah achilles for an athlete you're coming back at best 10 months mm-hmm. so he tells me that and I'm, in my mind he's assuming that and i said listen i'm on my feet at my job it's a lot of manual labor but i don't need to be able to cut at a 90 degree <laughs> right. angle right. You know? you're not, and you're not squatting like right. 600 pounds yeah and he said four to six months at best Ugh. and i'm like at this point, like I'm serious, I'm I, I'm starting to cry because oh, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the worst case yeah. scenario, right? And it, it not that it would be any better if it happened like in the winter time, but no, I mean, right. it's right at the beginning of when the weather's getting yeah. nice. You're gonna want to be outside, you right? Got yard work to do and yeah. barbecues, and and I'm bummed because I'd been looking forward to, you know, nerves aside, I'd been really looking forward to this as a chance, you know, to get back out and do something soft, yeah. to play something with a group of guys, go out and get a drink after whatever it was. One of it was my one of my best friend's birthdays that day, Tuesday. I had my yeah. I had his birthday gifts in the back of my car. I was gonna give them. Did you even? Did you ever go back and pick up your car? You just we say, did that night. Just, just say screw it and just. Jason left it was there. actually nice enough because I left my wallet in there. Oh yeah. So I didn't because I didn't want to have to find a spot to leave. So Jason was actually nice enough, him and his wife, yeah. to come uh, and pick my vehicle up, bring it to my house, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So uh, he actually says, "Well, let's go get the doctor, and I want him to talk with you, and because we have an opening tomorrow." So this is less than 24 hours after the incident, mm-hmm. and they're already talking about getting me into surgery in under 48 hours, which, great. I'd rather yeah. get it, that, but again, I don't, Do know if you, know, I don't know if anybody's listened to this, uh, like, 40 episodes. I don't like needles. Uh, surgery's terrifying to me. Yeah. So this is, like, like, now I'm nervous. My blood now, pressure's through the roof. Now, at that point, because I know exactly how I would think in that situation... At that point, as soon as they start saying, we need to take you in for surgery, are you second-guessing everything and saying, maybe we should get someone else to check? Maybe. I asked. When he brought the doctor in, uh, who was going to do the surgery, Yeah, and he looked at it, and I asked him the exact same question, not to disrespect the PA, no, but no, no, essentially just to say, what's the timeline? He said at least two months. So his months was more until, reason, until you're going to until be you're walking somewhat normally. Mm-hmm. So. I'm in a, well, now I'm in a splint for two and a half weeks. And after that, they take that off and I'll be back in my boot. And then I think I can start putting some weight on it mm-hmm. and then physical therapy and all that. But, uh, so discussing with the doctor, he actually said for the PA, which was, this was one of the weirder things. I appreciated him putting it in context, but before he even told me anything, he goes, you know, in Canada, they wouldn't fix this. <laughs> what? I go, What? I don't get what you're saying. Yeah, with the socialized health care, they let these heal on their own. Is he getting political on you? It felt like it. <laughs> he goes, with socialized health care, these get, uh, they let these heal. How does it heal if it's, uh, does the, um, the, does the, the, is it a tendon? It's or, a tendon. Okay, yeah. does the tendon somehow stretch itself back out and connect to where it once was? Know. I don't know, but they said it'll heal to the point where, uh, like, you won't be fully functional, and that leg where you won't walk. You're always gonna walk the way he said it. You'll walk with some dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So that's in the back of hmm. my mind. That's in the back of my mind. Well, good thing you don't live in Canada. <laughs> you live here in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah. So the doctor comes in within seconds. He already knew. You know, he looked and he's talking. And so I asked him about the timetable to get back, and then I asked him, "Yeah, what? You know, let's say we don't." 
Give me a percentage, Doc. <laughs> Functionality of that left foot and leg if I don't get it fixed. Because in my mind, if he says like anything above 80, good chance I'm just walking out of there. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't really answer. Said you're, <laughs> Which he, is probably very good of him. Yeah, he said you're young enough that you can restore uh, just you know so much that you'll be you'll be fine. Now the one thing he I've said, heard about that is that when they repair it, it's stronger than right. before they did it. Yeah, I think that he did him. He did say that, I but mean, he not, also not stronger than before. Obviously, it's stronger than before they did it, but stronger than normal. It would ever be yeah. normally. And he said um, he did warn me that I'll be you're going to lose probably up to ten percent in terms of. Like if I were to do a, a standing jump, mm-hmm. I will feel probably up to ten percent difference in that left okay. foot if I were to jump. So weakness wise, it's not going to be a hundred percent. So beforehand, you had what, like a forty-eight inch vertical? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I had been doing some workouts because the NFL Combine. Okay, so the, forty-eight, ten percent of that would be four point eight. Yeah, so five inches. Like Forty-three. Drops vertical. me out of the lottery. Uh, probably right into an undrafted free agent. May have to go play yeah. in Latvia for like two years. <laughs> Get back on my feet. Um, but no, it, uh, so, so, you know, he sobered me up real good and essentially said, uh, that it'll be better and all this. So, uh, fast forward again to the surgery. So this all happens, which I'm I, aware I because I couldn't of, believe, cause I was texting I back and forth with you the, the whole time. And I knew it would be relatively quick. Yeah. Cause this was on Tuesday night. So I sent you as soon as we, uh, as soon as I got back to my car, cause I had left my phone yeah. in the car. First thing I did, I sent you a text, and I sent Katie. I didn't have her. I don't have her number. I oh, sent her Facebook a Facebook message. message. Yeah, yeah. And you guys both replied like right around the same time, yeah. and said, "Yeah, it's most likely uh, the Achilles." And then, so I texted back and forth. You do a bunch of times that night, and then by Wednesday morning, you said, "Yeah, it's or Wednesday afternoon." You yeah. said, "I got surgery tomorrow." Yeah. And I guess that's good, but I didn't expect that turnaround. When I broke my nose, that thing took like two and a half weeks to get the surgery yeah. done. Just, oh, well, oh, swelling and yada, yada. And initially the doctor said, well, they may not even want to see you until Monday, which <laughs> hindsight would have been today. Yeah. I can't even imagine going through those last four days in this shape before even having seen the doctor. Yeah. Oh, they might want to let the swelling go down. It's like, I don't think the swelling is going to be an issue for them to see what the problem is right. here. Right, right. And uh, so we go in for surgery the next day, and uh, of course I'm a, I'm a wreck because I, I hate needles and don't like I hate going under. Yeah. Uh, my dad's had a few issues with surgery over the years, so sure, it's just in my brain. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Actually, I might as well <clears throat> take this opportunity, Steve, <laughs> to open up the. If you don't mind, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, be rude to open that up without opening the card first. I mean, it's just. Basic, I didn't know basic, if you wanted me to read it. Uh, basic. You, okay. Okay. Basic, I'll, live I, in a barn too. To know. interrupt the story, <laughs> leave the door wide open. I was a lovely card and a six pack of Milwaukee's <laughs> finest micro brew, Steve. Well, I really wanted to get you some Yingling. Oh but yeah. There's nowhere. No, nowhere you'd have to drive here. five hours well, out of your way. Annette was actually in Chicago over the weekend, and I said to her, I was like. Because to get to Chicago, you drive through, obviously, Illinois. You drive right. through Indiana for just a, a short stretch. Two places you can probably find it. Well, right? I said to her, I was like, can you try and get it? She said that she looked it up, and they don't distribute anywhere in Indiana or Illinois. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Either that or she was lying because oh, uh, she, might, right? she doesn't want you to have nice things. <laughs> so there's a lovely card. <laughs> I've got to get a drink. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm dying here. <laughs> um, lovely card addressed to Fizzed. 
Yeah, with a lightning bolt as the, the Z. Z is silent. It's a lightning bolt, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> oh, by the way, when I was driving to your house today, I was coming from a different direction. Yeah. I was like, man, I don't really remember what street it's. I've only been to your house a couple yeah. times. So I put it, I just pulled up your contact in my phone. Oh, yeah. Hit, hit, uh, hit go, and it, and it was taking me there. And as I turned on to your street, because I have you in there as Kyle and then fizzed in yeah. quotes, <laughs> yeah. but the Z is actually a lightning bolt. So it said, Kyle Phi High Voltage Sign T. <laughs> well, I'm glad they know where they're taking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little wordy. But. Right. Yeah, it gets it. It's a little cumbersome, but I think it describes me accurately. Uh, card addressed to fizzed with the mm-hmm. lightning bolt, obviously. Oh, I thought it was a cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that to you. We know you're already in pain. Uh, you're tough. That's from Annette. And is that, is that your name on yeah, the bottom? Yeah, that's mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> should, should I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I it's, didn't. It's no fault. <laughs> I have no idea what the card said. <laughs> oh, we don't need to read it. No. We're sorry about your injury. Hopefully you recover quickly. Oh, uh, I can tell the difference between Annette's sentiments and... Steve sentiments. Uh, so, like I said, Annette, we are sorry about your injury. Hope you recover quickly. Lovely. Thank you, Annette. Uh, also, Steve, right below there. Uh, you're effed. Season down the drain. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> that is from Annette and Steve. You know, that reminds me, you were out that night uh, for my birthday. Uh, we were at one of the breweries downtown, mm-hmm. and one of my friends had brought a birthday gift. Now, one of my favorite series of movies is Bad Boys. Bad Boys mm-hmm. with Martin Lawrence and Will yeah. Smith. Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2. And Bad Boys 3 has been in the hopper for like five years. So my friend Nate gives me my birthday gift. And I don't know if it was a card or if it was just written on the gift tag. Um, but right on the tag, Dear Kyle, Happy Birthday. Bad Boys 3 is never going to happen. <laughs> so it's like a running theme of maybe all too real statements on like cards and gifts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, but thank you. Thank you for that. Could I interest you in one or is it too early for your taking? No, I do not want one now. Right, I don't blame yeah. you. I was really thirsty. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you at all. Uh, I figured that that'll go down well with your uh, the 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 mix of what highly highly uh, addictive painkillers yeah. that are pumping through your yeah. veins. Good right chance now. I come out of this thing on the other side like squirrely and living in a box. Oh, nice, can't nice. wait. Yeah, it's gonna it's uh, it's just gonna make your thirty for thirty better. Oh man, so I um so we go to the surgery, um uh, and I already I tell the first nurse right away. Hey, just so you know, is there any way we can do this without an IV? Yeah. <laughs> got a baseball bat. Yeah, I got to- one in my car. If you can. Something to put me out. She says, no. And so I just tell her that I, I don't like needles or whatever. So she actually gives me a numbing on my hand to mm-hmm. put an IV in, which is more than, like, a, what a lovely woman to even, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, okay, you 30-year-old man, and then just stick <laughs> it in there and be yeah. done with it, right? So I go through the surgery, and before they even take me back to surgery, I tell the, anest- uh, whatever they're called, Anesthe- Anesthe- anesthesiologist, nurse of the right. anesthesiologist, um... How you doing? I said, not good, not good. And so Katie tells her, like, yeah, he really isn't like going under and and this. So, oh, I'll be right back. 
Okay. Comes back now, is this all getting done at, at the hospital where she works at? No, or, it's, okay, it's, like, it's like their surgery, surgery center. center. Okay. I'll be right back. She comes back in a few minutes. and she have like a balloon and say, has like two inhale this. <laughs> Would have been so nice. Uh, goes over <laughs> Boom, to the IV side. to the moon. Goes over to the IV side of my arm, and I say, yeah, she puts something in there, and then like stretches my hand out and like straightens the, the cord out. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, that's like ice in my fingertips. Like, what's going on? Kate? And and I know she likes it. Oh, that's just the saline. Because they're not putting saline. <laughs> she didn't go on her own to get saline. Right. And it's now just cold. But whatever's been in the IV wasn't cold. Yeah. Go, okay, cool. Does the second one. And I remember saying, telling Katie I love her and goodbye. And she, they wheel me out of the room. And I remember going around one corner. And the only way I can compare it is to like, if you were to pass out from G-Force. Because <laughs> oh, everything's like... Oh, yeah. Boom, and I'm gone. I don't gone. remember the the operating room. Well, that's great, They man. didn't give me any that's... of the... the ma- okay, count backward from 100. Well, it seems like for you, that's best case scenario, yeah. too. And I guess on the bright side, you're nervous of needles. It might make you pass out. Well, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, that's what they need you to do. Yeah, and everything's through the IV anyway, so it was already in. Mm-hmm. Oh, but man, that was, I was gone. And then yeah. uh, come to find out... Uh, this is the second time this has happened now. So when I broke my nose, the doctor came in when Katie was there for me then. This was right after we started like dating, too. And the doctor went and talked to her. And, yeah, it was uh, well, it was really broken up in there. That was a lot worse than I thought. Oh, that's good. Neat. Thanks for waiting two weeks. <laughs> it made it easier. <laughs> so compared to now when I come to, she go, she tells me when, I, when I'm away, yeah, I talked with the doctor. It was pretty shredded in there. <laughs> now, what I'm curious about is when this all happened, do, do you remember, was there like a little divot in the in the field that you stepped in? Or was it just, if it hadn't been that, would it have been five steps later? Right. Just, I mean, was it like a freak thing? And that's or? why I was asking about where I was in the field. Because in my mind, I was about four or five feet away from the pitcher's mound. You were, yeah, you were four or five feet away from the pitcher's okay. mound. And you were walking in the direction of right field. Okay. So I was away because the only thing I could have thought of that my brother thought was in front of the pitcher's mound, there's a divot of yeah. where people will dig their feet in. Sure. And that he thought maybe I stepped into that. Yeah, you would have been 10 feet away from that probably. Right. No, this was literally the least athletic way to tear your Achilles. Okay. Just a uh, a turn. I turned around, Steve. I did a 180-degree oh. turn, and it's not like I kept my left foot planted and thought, let's right. see how far I can bend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just turned, and I just a small tweak. It's the same way. So to recap, I'm 30 years old. I have ruptured my left Achilles. I have broken my nose, and I have a herniated disc in my lower back. Doing good. <laughs> Because it's similar when I herniated my a disc in my back, which is, I think, more so than this, more painful. It I sure think. seems like it would be because that is a your back is like yeah your back is what keeps everything together. Right. I mean, it's crazy because I've had minor back pain before, yeah. and it's like it it's crippling. Oh, it's you awful. know you hurt you hurt your back a little bit, and you can't walk, you can't lift your arms, you can't turn your head. It's right. like it affects everything. At least with what you have now, I mean, it's. It seems like pretty intense pain. It's very but uncomfortable, it's, yeah. From your from your knee up, you're probably fine. Yeah, yeah. But when I did my back, it was the same deal. And this is a job where it was more manual labor than what I do now, stocking pop-on shelves. Mm-hmm. Like, 
lifting heavy down yeah. up on your knee, you know, over your head, weird positions, everything. And when I threw my back out, I literally kicked empty pop shells that you see two liters in, kicked them a foot over, and it felt like somebody plucked a guitar string in my back. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. So I have now given myself two devastating injuries <laughs> with the most arcane movements that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, Because I, I, I tried to work through my back until I was sweating so hard at my next stop because I was putting so much effort into lifting like one thing at a time and yeah. it hurt. Because I lived on the third floor of the apartment building there, and I remember almost on my hands and knees crawling because I was in so much pain on the second and third floor. And then Katie the next morning uh, having to uh, put my socks on because I couldn't bend over. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, to say I am in peak athletic condition <laughs> probably wouldn't be true. You know, maybe if you... But these feel like two ridiculous fluke accidents to me that maybe it's a big joke. <laughs> like, yeah, let's look at this medical abnormality down there and make fun of him. Did um did you ever think maybe if you had gone to the gym a couple times with me in the last right. uh last month I don't know if I told you I'm going, I'm going to the gym. I didn't hurt Steve. What uh what are you what are you doing at the oh, gym? I've been working out. Hitting in the weights. I Wayne, wonder Wayne Dreamboats got me on a plan. And it's funny because when I had been going back to the gym a few weeks ago before softball, it was like I was working on, like I wanted to be able to swing the bat faster. So I was doing like hip and upper leg things. Yeah. And then my shoulder was hurting after throwing because I also have a, a bad rotator cuff. Right. So I was working you, on those. Man, you are just a disaster. Oh, I'm a mess. You? Stay off of the field. I need to stay off of everything. Yeah, you just need to become a manager. You'd be like Wally Bachman. Wally miss Bachman, it, man. whatever his name I'm is. I'm 30. You scream. You can be the, the guy who goes out there and. Picks up the base and throws it when the uh, when the ump gets a call wrong. Just, kick kick the dirt on the plate. Yeah, that's got to be you. That's your next step. I think, man, it's so hard because I worked so hard to get everything together for this year because I was so excited to play to watch maybe the softball career go down the drain. Well, with a simple turn to my right is uh, boy, that's a bummer. On the bright side, you're gonna have a front row seat to watch. This ragtag bunch of individuals put maybe, together the miracle season. I don't want to say anything too early, but maybe this is what we rally around. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we, when we, now, the problem was, um, after you were knocked out of that game, mm-hmm. um, we didn't play so well. Oh, okay. Uh, it took us so long to get off the field that even after you hopping on one foot uh, 200 yards to a car, yeah. that looked like it took about 45 minutes. It did. <laughs> we weren't off the field. Really? By the time you, like, you, I remember turning around and watching you guys speed out of the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. And I think at that point we only had one out. Oh, God. Because they scored. bad. They scored seven runs that first inning. Oh. And um, we walked off the field and we all get to, uh, we all get to the bench and I said something like, is this where we give like a win one for the Gipper speech or something? Like, what's uh, what what's going on here? Oh. And everyone's just confused. No one, right. no one really knew what happened. And then, um, so I said to the guys, I was like, "Well, I, I," he definitely said something popped. And when I said that, everybody just went, "Oh no, mm-hmm. oh boy!" And because we knew that you were grabbing at your lower leg, and yeah. somebody's like, "Sounds like Achilles." Yeah, man. 
So, um, so to 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 recap. Now, let's mm. say Steve, you you've now played in one full game against a team that I don't think either of us could argue probably <laughs> belongs in Division One, right? They uh, do you remember the movie Rookie of the Year? With, oh yeah, with Henry Rowan Gardner, yep. the like twelve year old kid who yeah just um, has a rubber band of an arm or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke his arm and it healed, and it like you said, a rubber band so he could throw a thousand mile an yeah. hour fastball. Well, there was one guy in that movie, I don't remember what the character's name was, but he played for the Mets, and he was, like, the size of a doorway. Yeah. Just massive. And whenever he would play, and whenever he would hit against Henry Rowengardner, even though Henry could throw it, like, 115 miles an hour, this guy, out of the yard every time. That guy was on the team that we played. I heard he hit two home runs, right? He hit, uh, did he hit two? I know he hit at least one. Now the outfield fence is 285 feet. Yeah. And it is a, um, from right field to like left center. It's a six foot high chain link fence. Mm -hmm. The left field fence, six foot high chain link with another six foot high chain link on top of that with another six to eight feet of net on top of that, because there's a a major road right behind, um, right behind there. He hit one into the net that would have most likely it. I don't know if it would have cleared the road, but it would have come pretty close to clearing the road. And it was like a line drive. I think it was still going up <laughs> when, it, when it went over the fence somehow. And That's it was insane. so fast. It was like, like sound of it hitting the bat into the net right there. Like it was just a line drive. It was insane. And that's the way I tried to warn people. You're going to have teams like us. You're going to have a few teams that played together for a few years, but they're just not very good. Yeah. And then you're going to have the people who belong in tier one, who come down to tier two because mm-hmm. they think it's more fun because they can't handle the idea of losing. Yeah. That's foreign to them. Right. So they come down to tier two. So they can stomp on the people who are here to actually just play for fun. And I, well, I don't think that these guys were that team because yes, they were good, but they were really cool. Okay. They, there was never, there was uh one instance where you complain about the umpires. We kind of had to talk them through some of the, some of the things oh, going really? on in the field because there was one point where uh, we were, we thought that we had gotten the third out, but it turned out it was only two outs. So, when we finally did get the third out, as we were walking back in, a few of us are talking. We're like, I think that we already had three, uh-huh. and it would have made a, a big difference because right. they runs, scored runs like, different. They scored like two more runs, yeah. or whatever. So we brought it up to the other team, and the one guy was super cool. He's like, "All right, well, let's just let's gather in and figure out. Okay, the first batter hit this to there. Mm-hmm. So it turned out that we're pretty sure that the umpire was right, but the other team was awesome. Oh, good. And uh, they so they destroyed us. They beat us fourteen nothing. <sighs> Um, and if, uh, if, if it hadn't been because there's a 10 run mercy rule, uh, it's 20 after three, 15 after four, 10 after five. Okay. Because it was, if, if the innings weren't an issue, they would have beaten us in like the second inning. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? Okay. I I don't want to say that, uh. That you kind of took the wind out of our sails. Yeah, anything, but. boy, I, I felt terrible too because I was like, you know, I, not to say I was holding everything together, but like I, I had, I brought the clipboard, no, I had it, the lineup, dude. That was there was no chance we were winning that. We thought we had one run, we thought we were going to score a run, yeah. but it was uh, like we had a runner on third, 
and somebody hit a ground ball to either, I think it was shortstop, and it was a close call at first. There were already two outs. So our, our runner on third crossed home, but the uh, the, the, guy the, was the play, yeah, the first. play, yeah, it was out Man. at first, and it was so disappointing because we me, were all like, "Give me, give me some hope, give me some promise, Steve. What is there to look forward to now? I'm planning on okay. hobbling my broken self out there for the big doubleheader tomorrow, assuming it happens. Are we at the same field tomorrow? A uh, same field okay. doubleheader, uh, late games, and it's a high of 46 projected. Okay. Give me some hope. Give me some promise. Something to look forward to that I that we can drive off of and get us to that boy seven and five that you so <laughs> predicted a week ago. Uh, By the way, I will give you a chance on revision for that if you'd like after after uh, going through a game. Absolutely not. <laughs> this is. I mean, come on. We're not going to win games if we're sitting here thinking we're going to lose. Games. I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that. So, so um, is there any any reason? Uh, maybe so some looking, late game surge. Was so there looking, somebody who stood out? Maybe a bright spot that you thought, "Hey, we can draw the offense around so and so," or if we do this differently, we're going to be a different team next week. No. Oh boy. <laughs> Seriously, there was nothing. Really? There was nothing we did that stood out. Nothing at man, all. Oh man. Nothing at all. But I think that uh, you know, I, th- I think we'll come around. All right. I, I do. I don't have anything to base that on, except for the fact that we have to go seven and five, or else I'll lose this uh, twenty dollars. Twenty dollars bet. Is Jason in on that? By the way, didn't uh, we had asked I have him. to ask because I don't. He didn't give us an official record. I said I think, you need yeah. to give us. No, an he official. said. I thought he said six and six. Did he really? Yeah. Oh boy, he's really pigeonholing you there, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll verify with him to see if he wants in. But yeah, I, this I think is, that uh, uh, I think thirty thirty bucks was too rich for his blood. Yeah. but uh, yeah, we came I down on the twenty. I think he, he was interested. He was interested in yeah. 20. <laughs> well, uh, I'll think, assuming it's not canceled, we have some weather issues uh, in our area tomorrow. Uh, I will be out there managing uh, with a heart of gold and a leg of mush. <laughs> so, um, if our doubleheader gets canceled, do we then have a triple header the following week? I have week? no idea what they're going to do. If they can't, because it's already starting a week at, later than anticipated, so they added a second doubleheader. My only guess, they'd have to extend the season a week. Okay. So it would go into the second week in July instead of the first week in July. So uh, about two months from now. What do you think? think that, yeah. <laughs> think that rehab injury? No reason that, I couldn't that, be on that, that re- mound in two months, Steve. <laughs> rehab assignment? We'll, get you, we'll just get you a folding chair. We'll set you behind a net right there. And right. Just, oh, we'll get a pitching machine. You just drop the ball oh, yeah. into the pitching machine. Heck yeah. Because they're about as errant as I'm going to pitch. <laughs> you know? Um, I'll tell you this right now. Right now it is very hard for me to accept that I am done. Not just this year, but in full. Okay. Just because I'm 30, I'm t- there's no other way for me to explain this than that it is a fluke. Well, that and we've already committed to being the team sponsor for next year. Oh, boy. We and I we? will cross your face off of that logo if you're not out on that field. <laughs> the Steve and X podcast <laughs> sponsored team. Um. No, I, I have full intentions if everything with this goes uh, according to plan and I'm not terrified of walking. Uh, I have full intentions on playing again next year unless my lovely wife and family pleads to me and says, please don't do this to us again. Well, you're going to be like the bionic man. Seems you gotta, like it. Now, did they use like a cadaver uh, tendon or something you in know, you? I don't know like how they do that. Or... Or did they just piece you back together? Well, another thing that I rejected was they were going to give me, after the surgery, what's called a nerve block. 
because according to the doctor, the surgery, they sometimes have to stretch that tendon so <laughs> so bad that for a day to a day and a half, it feels like a really, really bad Charlie horse <laughs> in the back of your leg. Oh, so they were going to give me a nerve block. So you don't feel it? Which is like four shots no. that makes the your leg mm. a bowling pin for the better part of two days. So it's just rock hard. Just numb. Nothing. You don't even mm. know it's there. It's just swinging. And oh, man, I would have done that in a minute. I initially said, well, no, can thank they, you. How about they give you the first shot to numb you and then the four shots right. after that? No okay, kidding. So, so my first initial thing was, no, thank you. Why couldn't they do that while you were out? That was my second question. Can you do it when I'm under? And I was told no. So I thought, well, that's weird. So I'm there for the surgery. And I had essentially forgotten about the nerve block. Mm-hmm. And the anesthesiologist came in. And we were talking, and he told me, oh, we're going to give you a general. And I said, they asked me yesterday on the phone if I had motion sickness. Yes, I do. I don't know if that changes. Mm-hmm. So they ended up giving me some like, nausea stuff as well. And he walked away, and the other the PA came in, and I said, you know, he didn't say anything about a, a nerve block. Didn't we talk about that yesterday? And that's stupid of me. I shouldn't even mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did talk about it. Let me go figure it out. And I don't know if the I, – I didn't see it, but in my mind, the anesthesiologist went, Ooh, and shrugged his shoulder because <laughs> the block? PA came back with the answer of, he said, let's just do it without and see how you feel after. And we can always do like an emergency nerve block, he called Man. it. And I thought, if I wake up it's a- like writhing in pain, kicking and screaming because you a-holes didn't do it, I'm going to be more mad than I am that I had to go through surgery, right? Right. So we get through, and uh, so they didn't do it. Surgery was done, and when I woke up, there was there was some pain, uh, but nothing uh, like what they described. Like it's sure. going to feel like a Charlie horse. So got away without those four needles. <laughs> so you know what? I'll say this on the record: You're welcome, Katie. I saved you the money of that morphine shot the first night on our insurance, right? And this nerve block disaster they wanted to do. And if she had let me speak my mind, I'd have saved us the x-ray money. <laughs> You'd be getting out of there for like 40 bucks. 40 in and out. <laughs> in and out. How long were you under for? How long is that surgery? Like 45 minutes. Oh. I really thought it would be longer. Yeah. So I think total time I was out was uh, an hour, hour and a half. I know I went into the hospital at 10 and the surgery was around 11, 15. I was out cold by 11. I was going home by two, and that's with all the time in recovery yeah. and everything. So pretty quick. It's a quick turnaround on those. That guy doesn't quick. mess around. But if you think about it, in my mind, he just uses like a grappling hook, reaches up in that incision, <laughs> winches it down, and then they nod it. Like I'm sure that's how it goes. <laughs> the rabbit goes around the tree yeah. and under the bridge. And yeah, the, uh, I was gonna ears. have a little lump in the back of my foot from where they tied it like a shoelace. <laughs> I just hope they double knotted it. You know. Oh man. Well, that sounds like you had a fun week. Man, it was... Talk about depressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all the buildup, we've been talking about softball for three months or two months now, getting everybody together, all the money gathered, all the shirts, all the you know the lineup, everything, mm-hmm. the nerves and excitement, and then three pitches in to feel that shatter in the back. So depressing. So, yeah, it, you know, it has been... Uh, it's been a rough week in terms... Because, of course, it came right around the time when Katie works. Yeah. So I've been home by myself... <laughs> For like like, five days, just watching TV and feeling sorry for myself. Now my my mother, my father, my my mother-in-law, people have come to visit. But 
boy, it's been a lot of the same. Hey, keep that leg elevated. And then when I think, no, you know what? I can go take a walk out to the mailbox. And then I get out there a crutch. They realize, how am I going to hold the mail <laughs> yeah, right. while I come back? I don't have a satchel <laughs> to put the, the belongings in. You just need like a, a feed bag around your oh, neck. Oh, it's like unbelievable. <laughs> Just any any Constant, essentials, right? any essentials, drop them in there. You can put like some oats in there, the mail, a beer or two. Yeah. Oh man, and uh, it, it it doesn't take long to realize that. Yeah, you probably should leave that thing elevated. I'll stand up and like right now, I'm I'm, I'm in some discomfort yeah. with the you uh, kick that leg up. Uh, yeah, put it right it's up. gonna it'd take a heck of an effort to get it this high. <laughs> I don't think I, my I legs. Can, I can drag the, uh, drag the fireplace. over no, there if I'm you fine. Want I'll just wiggle in discomfort this week. <laughs> um, but wait, they load you up with pain pills though. They have no qualms about giving you those. Yeah. Boy, it's no wonder that, uh, that there's an addiction problem. Yeah. No kidding. In this country. Get, like I've got a muscle relaxer. I've got a step below morphine and then two steps below morphine. Uh, like huge ibuprofen, which isn't a big deal, but, I'm mixing all those with a baby aspirin because yeah. I have a family history of blood clots. Oh, so I, you know, I'm just hoping I don't just collapse and die here while I have this cast on. Yeah. But yeah, it's two weeks. I already got the appointment scheduled May the 12th. Hopefully they take this splint off of me and I can start uh, hobbling around with my gangrene leg. <laughs> How big of an incision is that? I don't know because when I initially thought about it, I thought it went, you know, all the way up, mm-hmm. but it apparently it doesn't. You just feel it all the way up because I'm sure, you know, the yeah. vibrations or whatever. Because in the hospital the first night, I go, it's like pain is like alternating between the middle of my calf and my heel, mm-hmm. like all the way down to my heel. Like, And then it'd be like dull, and then all of a sudden, like my calf would hurt, then my heel would hurt. But he, when he just showed us, it was like maybe an inch. Huh. It just split like an inch apart. Oh, man, that's a shame. You should I have know. asked him to cut you open more. Like, just go all the way up you, and down. Give you a sweet scar down. I the know. Side. Like, tell him to find the person that has been in school for this. Like, it's like his first day yeah. holding a needle and say, just go to town. Stitch right. him up. Give you the most jagged thing in I the know. world. Make it like a make it a lightning bolt. Oh, my good Lord. Why didn't you ask Ugh. for that? I almost right. had. When a- you inevitably tear the other one <laughs> next year. <laughs> You're asking them for a lightning right. bolt, and when they give you that marker beforehand, before the surgery, you draw on there what you want. Right. And you, you, say, you cut you, it you, this you, way. You cut it. You don't even have to cut it. You just stitch it back like that. Right. I, uh, I almost had an issue during the registration the morning of where you have to consent to everything. And the last paper she hands me, oh, this is your consent that if there's a, another doctor or a student in the room, you're okay. Hmm. Hmm. And Katie is talking to her lady at that point, I, and I, I didn't check that box yet. I'm not okay with a student yeah. being in there. And no offense, kids, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm already nervous enough. I don't want the idea that, you know, either the kid's going to start, you know, carving away, or the doctor, like, stops midway through and goes, hey, why don't you come take a yeah, look at this? i got to take this call. I just don't want that at all. And thank goodness Katie was talking to her, and she mentioned on her own on her own part the, the registration that we don't have any students here today. So that's not a... But if you want another doctor's, that's okay. They say that to everyone just yeah. to make them feel better. Oh, I want video now. <laughs> I want to yeah. check if there's a doc. I want to check if there's some 21-year-old idiot, you know, with like a stupid millennial haircut where it's got that line in the part that's all combed over, wearing like his ironic Chuck Taylors, right. and he's checking his emoji phone or whatever, and he comes over and, yeah, what's up? Hey, How's man. that heel? 
Oh, dude. Oh, man. Your Achilles is on fleek. Man, that thing is lit. <laughs> I no, no, that that's the nightmare right there, Steve. <laughs> right. That is the nightmare. Oh boy. Oh man. Well, that was uh Well yeah, so sorry to bore everybody, but that has been no. really the dominating facet of my life the last six days. Yeah. Since Tuesday night last week. Um has been hobbling around and you know, like you mentioned, you really don't realize how much help you need with stuff like even you know in my mind hey i'll just go you know you pick me up today because i'm on pain pills i'm right. not, not supposed to be drinking this beer uh so yeah because you, yeah. you're I, I am an enabler i guess <laughs> so you pick me up to drop to bring me over to the aps here and in my mind computer cord mm-hmm. good i get halfway to the door oh, oh god uh, <laughs> how am i going to carry yeah. that while i hang on to the crutch yeah, you all need a these bag. things. You need a bag. I do. I need to. I need. A, I need a man satchel. <laughs> if there's anybody has a recommendation for a man yeah. satchel, and if preferably through a place I can embroider it, it has oh, yeah, like the course. Stephen Kyle podcast on yeah, it, and it's obviously got to be one of those that's over the shoulder, over yeah. one shoulder, yeah, a messenger bag. Yeah, and I'll I'll carry it in the front instead of around the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that seems like a necessary yeah. thing for me for the next uh, well, boy, anywhere between two and a year, depending on who I want to listen <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll send you if you're an embroiderer. Yeah, we'll send you the logo. Uh, it's real simple. We send yeah. it to you. You embroider it. You send it back to Kyle. Yep. Uh, there's a, a, a you waive the, all charges. Obviously, and, um, we say thank you. Well, I'm in no financial aspect to be pony enough for no, embroidered no, not at all. You're out of work bags. for God's sakes. So, so you're out of work for minimum two. Uh, minimum two months because my job, job doesn't have it. No, my job is inherently anti-light duty. It's okay. it's manual labor being on my feet, driving around. If I'm on a pain pill, I can't drive, what about, et cetera, uh, et cetera. Have you thought about like a rascal scooter? Oh, boy. They offered me a scooter the first night. Did they really? Yeah. And, Why did you not take and that? And I said, I don't think it was like a motorized one, but you oh, know, one that's like neat, a walker the, thing. The yeah, yeah. Scooter? So yeah. There's no way. There's no way. There was a guy uh, at the gym that I used to go to in New Jersey that was... Uh, on one of them for the two years that I went to that gym and we just affectionately referred to him as scoots, man. So well, kudos I, him for, you know, trying battling I, through whatever was, debilitating yeah. issue was keeping scoots, him there. Scoots was there every day, man, just oh, man. scooting along from one machine to the next. Yeah. Good for him. So speaking of, uh, speaking of the gym, when you're, when you're back on your feet, yeah, you're going to get back to the gym, right? right? First things first, right? <laughs> get right back there. Yeah, get back there. We obviously you're going to have to uh you're going to have to up your game on leg day. I guess so. Because... Man, oh man. And I my legs I'm, I'm it's not even a remotely humble brag. I've always had stronger legs in an upper body because my well, job uh, is... recent recent happenings would prove otherwise. <laughs> right, it would seem that way, right? Um but my job a lot of lifting and yeah. you know from bottom up type of deal, so it's always been like when I do leg work, I say, "Hey, that that's that's pretty yeah. good." And apparently, except for the tendon. <laughs> so we found the weak link. Yeah, that's the one thing that's been holding me back. They need to cinch <laughs> that thing up so I can now go the next yeah. level. You know. So no, it's uh, yeah, so it's been a depressing probably, week. You'll probably be able to dunk off your left leg now. I probably mean, it's going to be so much spring. Well, I remember the noise from rookie of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it was like literally like somebody noise. in the Foley studio pulled back a rubber band yeah. or whatever and snapped it, and that's when he would throw. In my mind, I'm just going to have to wind up my foot, <laughs> you know, like bend it really far backward and then just let it rip. Yeah. So, yeah, I, so we're doing a podcast today. I'm on a mix of, I took, boy, I took everything today to 
just because the mornings are the worst. Yeah. Ah, we got a painkiller, a muscle relaxer, and a more heavy painkiller on all those here this afternoon. Washing them down with a beer. <laughs> that's how they sound. Doctor recommended, what, by that's what the they way. they tell you to do. So I, it's a weird sense of boredom because it's hard for me to say boredom because I've always been the type who, you know, when you see people retire and everything... Oh, I just don't know what to do with myself. In my mind, I've always been able to, no, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I love doing this, this, and this, and this. But it turns out all those thises that I just mentioned are things you need your leg for. <laughs> yeah. So I can't go golfing like yeah. I would normally want to. Yeah, we actually, uh, Annette and I were talking about that the other day. I forget how golf came up. I don't remember. But I said, um, oh, I know why. Because uh, her, she's going to be having a bridal shower mm. coming up in August. And she's doing it here at the house. Yeah. Just nice low key thing. Get a tent, put up a tent in the backyard nice. and barbecue and everything. Um, so she said, uh, she's like, well, you have to, or I, I said, I was like, well, I hope you're not expecting me to be there. Cause I am not going right, to, not a not going to be thing, there. Right. She's like, Nope, that's fine. You can, uh, you can go out and just, you know, figure out something to do with the dog for the day. Just yeah. so she's not all, all in the way too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, it'll be August. I'll go golfing. I'll see if Kyle wants. Mm. August, August might be pushing it, but four months. She came up with a good idea. Yeah, that you can go. Yeah, you can drive the cart. Darn right. And we just drink like fish the whole time. That's my vision. That's so, my dream. I mean, uh, you know, let me you, tell you about. You can't golf. The next best, next best thing, as we discovered at your bachelor party, <laughs> is uh, driving the golf cart in places you're not supposed to drive it. <laughs> Ask my dad. Jumping it. Yeah, uh, my dad is the number one. Uh, contender for that i don't think he's ever picked up a golf club in his life yet my brother's bachelor party and mine he's gone up to the golf cart with us a uh, golf course and uh we've done some damage uh we've done some damage to those carts Perfect. i can't wait i can't wait it's uh i think like august 18th or 19th so, so august 18th or 19th that but that's almost exactly yeah. yeah almost exactly five months to the day yeah of when i tore it i'd be curious to see where i'm at yeah that would be um, four four months right is it April? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Yep. Four months. Yeah. Let's not yeah. push it now. Boy. It's going to be tight. But at minimum, you have a golf cart driver. <laughs> okay. And cool. uh, and maybe, a, you know, what do they call that in beer? A celebrity shot. Yeah. Where I come in and on one leg, half-heartedly take a rip. Oh, then you have to have one of those putters that goes like all the way up over your head. Oh, yeah. So you can basically use it as a crutch and yes. a putter at the same time. Yeah, I'm absolutely down for that. Um, there's one thing that my, here's my dream, Steve is 8am golf while drinking. I love doing that. <laughs> okay. And I think we can make that happen. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Cause oh, we didn't, man. we didn't get out on the course at all last year. No, so. I only went like five or six times. And the, another bummer for me is that, you know, I, I'd gotten, uh, you know, some new items this off season and things. And I, this, that's my goal for this summer is I want to golf more. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the course more. You know, I have these nice clubs that I bought over the last few years uh, my friend who's only home once every three months, you know, one month out of four, he loves golf. I want to golf a lot this summer. That's my goal. And then about three weeks before summer kicks in, this happens. So, uh, yeah, it's just a weird spot. I mean, my life right now is Netflix and whatever else is on TV and reading. So anybody with any decent. That's going to get real boring. Real it is. Fast. It is. Luckily, I'm only six and a half seasons shy of watching the full run of Cheers. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I mean, this couldn't have happened at a better time. Right, obviously. This I mean, is meant for me. 
Um, so are, are, are we going to be at a point where I'm going to be getting texts from you like every two days? Like, hey, you want to want to do another episode? <laughs> I tell you right now, maybe when you pick me up today, I mentioned to you the outside possibility and it's outside now, but give it till June or so of coming into your side gig and just hanging <laughs> out in the morning. Yeah, great. Because uh, I know how to answer a phone. Yep. And I know how to sit there as well. Yeah. And at you that know. point, anything would probably, I'm usually up at that time. Every night since this injury, I've woken up between three and four, Good. Uh, just in pain. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a possibility that I'll be coming in, and then uh, maybe I can talk you into the old two uh, two episodes a week cycle. <laughs> well, we can record one at the station, too, oh, since obviously. we'll be there. I mean, we'll just do a complete spinoff right. of the Stephen Kyle podcast. It'll be the Stephen Kyle other podcast or something. Um, Stephen Kyle podcast, the sequel, Electric Boogaloo or whatever. <laughs> Well, boy, this uh, sure has been a week. I can't tell you how many times Annette and I have just said to each other, like one of us would say to the other, I feel so bad for Kyle. Oh, it, uh, oh man. it was heartbreaking reading those texts from you last week. I, yeah. felt, I felt so bad. I didn't know. I, I sent you a text. I was like. Can I do anything? I Can I it. bring you a bottle of liquor? Yeah. Like, what do you? What is? What would make you feel even a tiny bit better? I know, and that's you know, like I said, it's been this weird. It's been not depression. I don't want to put people with actual depression, no, no, no. you know, on that. But it's been a very to describe. It's been a real bummer this yeah, past week, down fun. in the dumps, and uh, just trying to grind through it because, right? I mean, these are the worst few weeks. Until, well, I just have this thing on. I literally can't do anything. Yeah. You know, you can't even going downstairs like treacherous. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because, like you said earlier, I picked you up um, from your house and brought you over here. I just stopped there on the way home from work. Yeah, worked out very conveniently. And then we, we're, as we're driving over, we're, or right when I picked you up, it was like, how, how are we going to work this whole stair thing? Yeah. Because I'm more than help. I'm more than happy to to try and carry you down the steps. But that then puts us both at risk. (laughs) One of us or both of us is going down. Things could get a whole lot worse. And I said to Annette last night, I was like, well, if you you don't hear from me all afternoon, first thing you do when you walk in the door is look at the bottom of the steps because there might be just a pile of people there. A couple of bodies (laughs) in a mix of like groaning and like... uh, Or just just dead. I mean, so... So we got here and you said, which wisely, I think you, you said, maybe I'll just uh, sit down and do the old scoot down the steps, yep. which I think was a very, uh, a very wise thing to do. Yeah, I did the old, uh, it was like a half walk. So it was like a on one knee and then mm-hmm. drag the dead foot down one step <laughs> at a time. The dead weight just <laughs> flopping along. Oh, if anybody, anybody listening, I know the odds are low. If anybody's had like an Achilles surgery or whatever, and you have any tips, on uh, pain management or anything else to do or how to get around better, please let us know. Yeah. Please let me know because, uh, boy, relying on – I'm not used to it. So, like, Katie doing everything for me at the house. Like, I, I'm used to doing the mo- most of the laundry because of her work schedule, which yeah. is no problem. But I can't go downstairs, really, unless I sure. want to take the hamper of clothes – push them down <laughs> the stairs down the steps. and then hobble down, pick one item up at a time. This is a perfect time for you to install a laundry chute. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I want to do that here. I've tried to talk Annette into it. Are um, those like, are those outdated? I think so. But like why? no modern. But yeah. why are they? I think it is They're probably so convenient. because most new houses are probably being built with main floor laundry. Yeah. 
But, uh, but you know, there's still so many houses where there's not in like even two story houses. If it's in the basement, that'd be more essential than that'd ever. Right. Oh, that needs to happen. I think we need to cut some holes in my ceiling and get yeah. this thing going. You let me know. You let me know. I'll be over there tomorrow with a sawzall. We can make that thing Cut look right through. Listen, I've seen the APS. We can make that thing look real nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything. You put enough uh, coats of paint on something. Yeah. It's, it's going to look, look gorgeous, good. right? So, well, softball round two tomorrow night. I have yeah. a recap for you I next week. This I is a doubleheader. I can't wait for um to see your coaching side come out. Oh, it's going to be looking, ugly. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be ugly. I'm looking forward to letting you down. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I guess I should ask, should uh, should we time my arrival to like three minutes before game time so everybody's like just getting ready, like kicking stone, kicking gravel around yeah. with their feet, and then all of a sudden you hear that music from the natural, <laughs> and then like you look and you're all, I'm all, all, hey guys, it's that, look, it's that him? Is that Kyle coming down that gra- Oh, he slipped. He, he's down. <laughs> no, that's Kyle. He's getting up. He's here. Yeah! Here he is, coming in from right field. I think that's him. Yeah, he's moving really slowly. That's Kyle. Guys, we gotta do this. We gotta win one for Coach. Oh, no, that wasn't the light shattering. That was his other Achilles. (laughs) Oh, he's down. Oh, he is. He is writhing in pain. Maybe, Maybe we should do something. No, no. The ump said play ball. Yeah. Oh, he's writhing in pain. What do you have to say, ump? Who's pitching? <laughs> That's, I can't believe you actually said that. I'm not asking for, like like I said, a memorial service. But for God's sake, to give people 30 seconds to where they, you oh, know, yeah. or a minute to gather the thoughts and, you know, hey, this is how we're going to rotate things out. Oh, man. In hindsight, I should have showed you, you know, calmer head. Stuck it out and said, all right, guys. I'm not no. leaving till this game's over. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, that was not happening. Uh, neither was the umpire giving us any leeway yeah, because there was a, there was a game after us, which apparently didn't need the extra time anyway. No, no, wrap no, that thing up, up uh, yeah, right, nice started, and quick. Started late, ended early. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> Got the city right back on schedule. Yeah. You know, the only thing that made me feel good about that game was when we were uh, doing the the handshake at the end. Yeah, and um. The aforementioned beast from Rookie of the Year, the Sasquatch. As we walked by and you know, slapped hands, and I said, "Good game." And he looked at me and he said, "Nice beard, man." And I was like, <laughs> "I got something this guy doesn't. Right. It's not athletic ability. It's not a tall stature. Yeah, or a chiseled jaw. He doesn't have everything I don't. Yeah, but I got a nice beard, and he doesn't. <laughs> and that's okay with me." That's all that you know. Sometimes, Steve, it's the little things. <laughs> it is. Sometimes it's the little <laughs> things. Oh man. Well, should we? Uh, should you we know, we 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 talk about this every week. We always put it at the top of the rundown, <laughs> and then inherently it falls in between minute fifty <laughs> and hour two. Yeah. And here we are again, well over an hour, and it's time we need to talk to this person. I actually feel bad. Well, not feel bad, but uh, she sent. She had issues sending her review in. Yeah, the the day that she sent a review in for the podcast, it just so happened to be the day that um, Libsyn, the one who the the hosting service for the podcast, they changed a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it kind of got buried in the transition, and we didn't see it right away. Yeah, or it took a couple days for it to show up, and then we just kind of forgot about it. So Obvious. Who, who was this? Obviously, we're referring to the refer a friend slash refer yourself. 
Steve and Kyle podcast review program, where mm-hmm. if you leave a review of our podcast anywhere you listen to it, Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, whatever other podcast app you use, you leave us a review, snap, screenshot it, either send it to us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, and then you will be in the running for two minutes of awkward conversation. This week, we have listener Tara, who is calling, I believe, Steve, you mentioned from the area code, the Albany area. 518. I believe that's Albany. I will have to ask her. Um, give me one moment while I pull up her review. Strong listenership in Albany, actually. We were there oh, uh, yeah, for my side that. gig. Yeah, for my side gig, we were there last Friday for a live show. And um, during a commercial break, somebody, uh, actually a gentleman named Kyle, was uh, sitting just over to the side. And he said, hey, Steve, did you go five for five? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I looked at him and uh, said, uh, no, no, unfortunately I did not. But that it was not even close to being the most devastating thing oh. that happened in this uh in our game last week and he kind of looked at me like oh what happened and that was the first person i told right i hadn't told anyone else except for the guys on the show they knew uh they they knew about it yeah they they knew they i'm friends with them on facebook and i right. did post something on my personal facebook so they <laughs> yeah. saw that um and um so i i told kyle i was like yeah man <laughs> kyle ruptured his achilles it was <sighs> brutal and he's like oh no i'm like yeah, yeah you're the only one that knows yeah so, <laughs> That's oh man! Huh? Thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's what so, you get. If he you did. Li- he did offer himself up as a replacement, oh, saying nice. that uh, his name was also Kyle. Well, that does work. So he could just seamlessly. Question: Does he have upwards of more than one and a quarter working Achilles tendon? I uh, looked like he was getting around okay. All right. Well, so. if he's like we got an improvement on this, Kyle. So watch out. Uh, so yeah. Also, if you see Steve at a live show, feel free to ignore the regular show he's there for and talk to him about the podcast. Yeah, let's, uh, let's cut right to the... I, want, I, I know why you want to talk to me. I want Look, to I know to, it's because of this seldomly listened to podcast. I wanted to get to the point where you talk to so many random people and the other guys over here just enough and they're like, hey, what they want to talk about? <laughs> Nothing. We just... So, funny, had a talk, funny, had a funny bit on the podcast last that, week. Talking about the APS. Oh, oh, I haven't told you about the APS. <laughs> like, what? Why do random people keep talking to you, skipping the rest of the line, not saying hi to us, and going back to their seat? And they need to realize, yeah. you know, they're about to take a back seat. <laughs> uh, so this week we have Tara from the Albany area left her review. Uh, hey guys, I like to say I followed since day one, but I did some catch up in October. Close enough. I listen at work, and on days like today, when it's slow, you guys keep me entertained. Oh, I guess that's like the best compliment we could ask for, isn't it? Sure. Like on yeah. days like today, you keep me busy. Like <laughs> <laughs> your uh, my mind is not idle because I have uh, something going into my ears. Yeah, thank you for nope. keeping my brain neurons firing <laughs> with this drivel you guys do for two hours yeah. every week. Normally, I'd be asleep, but now I am awake. <laughs> I guess you could call me a bit of a fangirl as I'm a free beer and hot wings listener and try to get out to see you guys when you're in Albany. Okay, so I threw Kyle in with the free beer and hot wings boys. No, oh, that's fair. It's pretty right. much just as famous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like other reviewers, I agree that y'all seem like my drinking buddies. Uh, since I typically listen a day late and a buck short, I find myself resisting the urge to spam tweet with commentary. No, no, do Don't. It. Please yeah. do, because I like hearing... Uh, people as they listen to it. I love seeing something that I said or you said weeks later yeah. out of context. Like we just talked about it today. Someone clearly catching up on the podcast. If you're listening today, thank you. Uh, from the Facebook picture you posted 
in November. Was it November? I thought oh, it was yeah, earlier no, than that. November actually. 21st of the three bungee cores we were trying to do the uh, red paper. Was that what it's called? The red paper clip game? Yes. Yeah, we were trying to trade we're up. We trying to trade up. Still have those three bungee cords. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> still don't have a jet ski. No, still no C2 in that driveway. No. Uh, but somebody randomly liked that from November. So it's cool to listen. <laughs> so please, Tara. And anybody else listening, if if you feel compelled to tweet or Facebook post about an older episode you're listening yeah, to, just comment with it. Um, I agree that you all see my... Sorry, I lost my spot. Uh, my reactions to things you say are offering my lame two cents on things. I don't want to be that person. I block that person. <laughs> I'll admit that there are a few times when I totally tune out. Now, that's the listenership we strive <laughs> there we for. Go. That's uh, that's the truth we want. But hear. that's because I'm either busy or, more accurately, I'm a space cadet and have the attention span of a gnat. It's no reflection of you guys, that's for sure. Keep it coming. All right. Well, yeah. Like we said, we it, comment on anything. Even yeah, I, I mean, maybe in your you know in your tweet or in your Facebook post, maybe give a, some reference to right. what, to what you're referring to. Yeah, I, I know today's uh, James, uh, who was. Up until like three weeks ago, the hardest person on the planet to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, now now I could walk out my door and trip over. Yeah, him. he's, right. he's, he's everywhere. Uh, James tweeted us an article or a, a tweet about horses and hashtag hot horse takes, <laughs> which that's two weeks old. Or was that last week even? It's a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. See, so it, it all works. Feel free, Tara. Feel free, anybody. Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I just love seeing the interaction there and yeah, being able too. to talk to people who actually listen to this nonsense. All right, so let's try... Uh, Tara. Yeah, try this. Who knows? Should we have been using last names the whole time? Is that okay? I don't know. I just went with her first name because I didn't know if we should change that. Yeah. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone while you're part wow. of the street. I haven't exist. heard of that. Definitely not enjoying this. No, I don't know what it is, but we're going to have to ask her about it and ask her if she hasn't updated her... Hello? Hello. Hi, Tara. How are you? Good. How are you? It's the Stephen Kyle podcast. Hey. <laughs> well, first, first <laughs> of all, we're we are prepared to give you yeah. a minute to Boy. gather your thoughts because you were in such shock and awe. But yeah. apparently, you gathered those relatively quickly. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. There's uh, like there's an echo on your end, and then I'm in an echoey hallway. So no, I'm, yeah, it's, definitely not yeah, our yeah. end. Definitely yeah. not our Listen, end. Our, we're we always have things working. Uh, in peak condition oh, yeah. here. Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tara, our first question, have you not updated your phone since 1998? Because we just heard a ringback tone. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a bit out of touch with that. Okay. Was that like the Mickey Mouse Club theme song? What was that? Truly, it's been so long, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> do you, are you still using the phone where do you like slide out the side for a keyboard that comes out from underneath the screen? Oh, yeah. Do you have a sidekick like Paris Hilton? No, no. It's actually a two-year-old phone now. Oh, wow. Oh. So you willingly chose to leave that ring back tone on. <laughs> that is a bold statement. <laughs> Can we um, record your outgoing voicemail message? Oh, yeah. We need to fix that. Yeah, we need to figure out how to do that. Like... Hey, what's up? Yeah. Steve and Kyle, you're calling Tara's phone. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll figure something out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, send only us... If I can, only if I can somehow save it to transfer it to my new phone whenever that happens to show up. Right, yeah, yeah we'll make it work. We'll yeah. save it as an audio file. We'll, we'll send it to you, uh, you know, anytime you need it. I have a question for you, Tara. You left in your review, you mentioned that you started listening in October. What was it that finally... 
uh, got your attention enough to listen to an episode of this nonsense. Truly, it was my laziness. Oh, okay. So you were you knew about us since day one. You just decided, I'll wait four months and see if they really mean business. <laughs> in all honesty, it, it was I, I would look at the link every day and like I should probably do that, and then I would get distracted by something shiny, and then you know here we are six months later. <laughs> Right. Well, hey, we'll take them any way we can get them. Uh, Tara, you're really going to um, you're going to be shocked once you actually hear this episode to hear the content of the the first hour. Oh yeah. Um, something devastating happened to Kyle, and uh, that's oh, all. No. Yeah, that's all we're going to tell you. Yeah, you're going to have to actually listen to this one and not tune us out for 45 <laughs> minutes. Can I tell you though? I do now have it set as a reminder that it pops up every day. Oh, nice. Or not every day, but every week. Look oh, at that. So I, I at least moved that up that far. All right. Well, you're uh, now for people who are already listening to this. Obviously, the the episode has been released, but just for you, Tara, it's going to be tomorrow at nine a.m. So, uh, so look for that notification then. And we we uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Hey, keep it coming, guys. I love it. All right. Have a good day. All right. Would have liked a uh, have a good day. Uh, yeah, from, you from know, I feel too, like we but waited I mean, too. That's kind of something you reciprocate, yeah. reciprocate, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. Hmm. Huh. By the way, I feel like I felt bad enough. I actually meant to tweet you uh, or text you last week, Steve, when we left recording. I actually feel a little bit bad about what we did to Josh last week. Oh, you know, yeah. the survivor expert. Yeah, that was bad. So my apologies, Josh. It was a joke that we laughed at, but now I feel terrible about. Yeah. Because so anybody, I've, if you don't recall, we were going to call Josh about and ask him about the big news of survivor, which was that one contestant outed another as a transgendered person. Yeah. And we we're going to ask him what his thoughts were. Well, it wasn't even really part of the gimmick or part of the bit. Uh, we ended up just uh, hanging up on Josh. Well, poor Josh is didn't realize guy? it. Is that him? Yeah, that's okay. him. Poor Josh didn't realize it until afterwards, sent us a tweet saying, oh, man, I can't believe I lost service. <laughs> I kept talking for 10 minutes. So he must have been, uh, I don't know, perturbed or upset when he actually listened. So, Josh, I I'm sorry. I feel bad. I really yeah. do feel bad about that. I, I felt pretty bad about that, I mean, too. Not enough. Oh, boy. So. Only okay. one way to fix this. We do, let's get his actual take this time. Okay. Got 10 seconds. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, Josh. How are you, man? Give me just a second. Okay. Well, first of all. <laughs> nope. This is redemption here. We're going to win him back. All right, fellas. How's it going? <laughs> hey, Josh. It's Steve from uh, Stephen Kyle from the Stephen Kyle podcast. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell you, um, we want to offer a heartfelt apology. We felt bad about yep. uh, about yep. how that all went down last yeah. week. Yeah, we did you wrong, Josh. That's we not did, okay. We did not uh we did not respect the survivor <laughs> um the survivor expert that we had on the phone. Yeah. So just so you know I agree. The only way that this call ends is if you hang up first. Yeah. So it is completely up to Fair you. Enough. This could be 35 minutes okay. of awkward conversation. You if know, you, if in, you to in fairness, oh, we were a little bit behind schedule last week. It did run long. I'm sure you saw the runtime, Josh. We were a bit behind no, schedule. So right now, uh, go ahead and give us your actual take. What wait, do you Wait, oh, before sorry. we get into that, uh when when you ended up listening to the podcast <laughs> last week, 
Mm-hmm. What did you did you say, son of a bitch? Those a holes. Did you <laughs> did you take us off the subscription no, actually, list? I, I, I actually la- laughed quite hard because I oh well was in that bad, case <laughs> I was taking a detour uh, like I, there was road construction on my way home yeah and I was taking a detour and I thought I had just lost service so I'm like oh damn I'm not gonna be able to tell them all my cool facts now <laughs> and then <laughs> of course I get oh. to work the next day and I start listening to the podcast and I'm like that bastard hung up on me. <laughs> Oh, Sorry man. about that. All right, so um, now last week, now this, this news like a month and a half old. Yeah, at this, this point. happened eight years, two seasons of Survivor ago. <laughs> so basically, yeah, right? basically, uh, one of the contestants on Survivor was outed by another contestant uh, for uh, mm-hmm. outed as a transgender. Now it's a I forget what the names are. Who is it? Uh, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke is the transgender. Zeke. So yep. Zeke and was Jeff Varner. Jeff. Zeke was born a woman and is now a man. Yep. Uh, had not revealed yep. that to anyone on the show. And then handsome Jeff Varner, who looks like uh, older Jeff Probst. Okay. Who's also gay. So you oh. would think he would be more sensitive to such an issue. Boy, wow. well, I tell you what, you just dropped a bombshell on us, man. Wow. Okay, so what yeah. are your thoughts on this? Yeah, break, break it down from a new standpoint. How, who's in the wrong here? Uh, how, should it have been handled differently? Um, well, I don't, I swear I don't to God, I just heard a question. click and I thought that he hung up <laughs> and I was going to say that would have been the most yeah. excellent troll ever. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about edging you guys. Right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. No, Varner's definitely in the wrong, especially as a gay man. He should be more sensitive to such an issue. Yeah. But the, the really confusing thing to me, and I'm not one to judge, I however people want to live their lives is fine with me. But it did confuse me that Zeke is an outed gay man. That part was known. And then when this came about, that he was born a woman, and then... So he was born a woman, but identified right. that, as... That's what gave me pause. <laughs> huh. Well, that I mean, that's got to be a unique situation. You're born... So he was born, born, a, woman. born a woman, but identified as a gay man. As yes. a gay man. So huh. uh, all his life, he's been attracted to men, but apparently was attracted to men as a gay man, not as a straight woman. Okay. Wow. So, Josh, break down the scuttlebutt from all the Survivor forums that you're on. Um, how also, did also Jeff did, know? Well, did this, I mean, did this spawn a new T-shirt? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I still I still wear my, my Team Zeke shirt proudly. And okay. Actually, all right. I don't. Yeah, I don't care about that. I want him to win the same as I did before. But okay. uh, I will say on the on all the boards, they said that Jeff Varner got <laughs> fired the day that the episode aired. Oh, really? Which really? Which I thought was yeah. Wow. Which, I mean, he's a real estate agent, so he can go get a job anywhere oh, else. You can do that in your but, side, on the side. Sure, but it doesn't seem like right, it's but, legal to fire someone for something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. I mean. Well, I but know. if it's an at-will state, though, well, Michigan's yeah. an at-will state. Okay. So. Josh, let me ask you this, because the word was that Zeke had told nobody in the cast, so was presuming only family and some close friends knew about it. Yep. What, what's the big, yep. what's the hot goss on how Jeff got all that intel? That part I haven't heard. I, I'm Looking back, uh, retrospectively, you can see scars where his mastectomy took place. Oh, but okay. he has just enough chest hair where it's like, 
I, you know, I he didn't even really think of it until afterwards, and now it's like, how the hell did no one notice? Because I have but a I'm theory. Sure when you live, I have a theory that the uh, that the producers somehow found out about it right? and fed the information to Jeff. To Jeff, the producers knew. The well, producers yeah. knew. He said in his first interview to be on the show, um, he told the producers, huh. but he didn't want he didn't want that to be his identity, so he asked right. them to keep it. Oh well, then you know. that I mean. They knew I and, think that, fed I think, it and fed the info. Yeah, I think staff somehow yeah. informed them during one of those little heart to heart chats, like, "Hey, Jeff, what do you, uh, you know, what do you think of right. Zeke over there hiding this piece of knowledge?" Yeah, some sort of manufactured drama, you know? Huh? Wow. Well, Josh, how many weeks are left in this cycle of Survivor? Uh, well, sometimes things get weird with NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, but we're down to like eight or nine people to go. So probably five or six more episodes. And am I right now? My wife randomly started watching this season out of the blue. Are these two hours every week? No. Okay. No, thank they're God. Normally just one. I was about to lecture her um, on getting think- things done around the house. So she's watching two hours. The only thing she can watch <laughs> yeah, that's two right. hours long is the bachelor and bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Only thing that's yeah, love that's, <laughs> really putting your foot crazy. down. Yeah. All right, well, Josh, we uh, we wanted to make it right. We wanted to call and get your uh, get your hot takes. And um, yeah, I would have preferred right, I something more. It. I would have preferred something more like out of line. Like he shouldn't be that way anyway. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, but you All stand right. by Team Zeke. So when we call you when this thing's over, and uh, inherently Steve and I have no idea who won or lost, you, we can expect some outrage if Zeke loses. Yeah. Most okay. Definitely. Yeah, we'll keep you on the line then. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, thanks for <laughs> all right. Thanks for picking up the call. Have a good we're, day. we're glad that you don't hate us. Yeah, don't no, uns- no, never. Don't unsubscribe, please. We need right. those numbers. <laughs> all right, man. Take care. All right, guys. See ya. Yeah. Daddy's got some medical bills to pay. <laughs> I'm glad Josh doesn't hate us. He seemed when he picked up first, like, yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> well, it did. It, he must have been at work or something because it was hello. <laughs> Which you know it is. God, I thought for sure he hung up on us, and that, that would have been, been so. That would have been great. How could you hold that against him after what happened? No, last I couldn't. Week? I couldn't. Oh, it'd be, do, it'd Not be at justice all. for him. Justice for him. Not at all. God, that was man. Well, that story is crazy, though. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, and the fact that it actually came back, and uh, that guy lost his job at a real estate whatever firm or agency, you know, that actually bit him from something yeah. he did. Wow. Well, you know, it is springtime, Steve, and I may not have softball to look forward to, but you know what that leaves me? What's that? More time for wrenching. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw you posted a picture. Was that today mm-hmm. or yesterday? Yesterday, I think. And I saw it looked like some big movement. Some progress has happened. On what did we refer to it as? Uh, I don't know. I thought we had a name for it. Well, it's your it's your it's your side truck. Yeah, my uh, that you're my... gonna you're putting a new motor in and but, all this yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, because I have my old Jeep. And um, I had, back in the fall, I had I had been looking for a new motor to put right. in it because the one that's in there it's severely underpowered. Yep. Um, can't get out of its own way. You know what Tim Allen says? Oh, power, power, more power. Binford, get me a Binford engine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of dated even then. Um. So I found a good deal on this old truck that had uh, that had been crashed and rolled over a couple of times. Yep. 
So I drove up and bought the thing and I brought it back to the house and I immediately put it into the garage and started taking it apart because I wanted to take the engine out of it. And um, life got in the way. Didn't have any time to do it. Brought it to a storage facility. Uh, finally, it started, it started to snow and Annette was um, not too happy about not having a parking spot <laughs> inside of the garage. Right. So I called up a friend of mine. He's got a big pole barn. And I said, can I just keep this at your house? indefinitely <laughs> and uh, to to my surprise he said yeah no problem he's got this this big pole barn but he's got like uh everyone else asks him hey can i store this here can i yeah. store this so he's got like three campers an old car uh like his dune buggy and this and that all of his toys yeah so we basically shoehorned this thing in there <laughs> with about a half inch to spare for the uh for the door to come down so he got in touch with me last week he sent me a text he said hey i actually have some room in the bar now because uh so and so took their whatever out of there so i got i was like oh cool well what are you doing on Saturday? You want to pull an engine? He's like, yeah, sounds good to me, which is great because, I mean, he's got a wife, two kids, so he's always got something going on. Now, let yeah. me estimate, obviously being uh, novice with my car and truck knowledge, mm-hmm. Steve, that seems like a six-hour gig. Start to finish, yeah. you're saying? Um, well, considering I already had probably... Because I did work on it some last year. I probably had eight hours into it already. Getting it ready to Getting be it pulled. to the point that it okay. was, and I had started unbolting a lot of stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. Unbolting the transmission. Unbolting the uh, the exhaust. Unbolting everything at the front drive shaft. So I got over there on Saturday, and we spent probably... That one was that another that one? Was a fantastic. Boy, that one. reminds me. Still, we still got <laughs> one in the queue. We'll have oh, to get that was to. Incredible. Oh, um, that was a nice one. Yeah, so I got over there. We spent probably another five hours working on it on uh, on Saturday, and finally at about ten o'clock, ten p.m. We ten p.m. pumping up on that uh, that that engine hoist, and it was because there's no room inside. Like this specific vehicle, I had looked up. I wanted to pull the engine and the transmission all as one unit out. But everything that I looked up said there's no room, right. not enough room because right. it's a four wheel drive vehicle. So there's a big axle right in the front, which prevents you from moving anything forward. Everything, the motor has to come up before it comes out. But with the transmission attached to it, you can't do that. So we had to crawl under there, unbolt the transmission, which was just oh, an absolute God. pain. And uh, finally, we get the thing loose, and I was like, all right. So we start pumping on the thing. The engine's coming up. But then it gets to a point where the whole front end of the truck starts lifting up. And I'm looking, and I see exactly where it's binding. It's binding right on the axle. I was like, just do it, man. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. So he keeps pumping on the thing. And then finally, like, probably in a sound that was very similar to when your Achilles ruptured, it was like, boing. And the thing just springs out of there. feel bad for my leg all over again. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing finally sprung out of there, and uh, and then we basically just said, "All right, cool." <laughs> just just didn't clean anything up. Really? There's still tools everywhere. There's engine cooling all over the floor. But it is out. It's out. It is Man. completely out. So, so if I were to ask you right now, from today to road time, oh no, are we in the year estimation or are we month estimation? I would hope it would be done by the fall. 
Okay. I mean, this is it. We're doing not, it casually too. It's not like you're doing, yeah. you know, every waking hour you're like, hey, let's get working. I'm I'm not gonna start because um, obviously I have to take the engine out of the Jeep. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that at all until I have absolutely everything I need to to put it back in. Right. Like to put the new engine in, and I just I have a lot of stuff that I need to a bunch of parts I need to get for it, and not a lot of time to do it. So, but it's still like a side. But you're not in the point. You're not to the point now where you're like, boy, I wish I hadn't done this. No, no, no. Not okay, yet. I won't get to that point because as of right now, my Jeep still runs right, and I can still drive it. I mean, it's it's not running great, but I can still drive it around. What'll really light a fire under my butt is when I pull that engine out, and then I'm like, okay, time to go now. Now, now I got, yeah, now I have a vehicle that doesn't yep. run. So my uh, my goal is to by the end, of, probably by next week, I want to go over there. I want to take every other part off of that truck that I need, or that I think I'm going to need, or that I might need. Mm-hmm. Bring it all back to my house, and then uh, call the junkyard to come and pick up. The remains oh, okay. of the because I don't want it sitting at his house for uh for months right. and months. Well, if you so. need a you need a ride along for that gig, you just let me know. <laughs> See if I can open up my schedule. <laughs> You're gonna be volunteering for, for literally everything it's for the It's insane to me how much I'm willing to do now. <laughs> What's that? Dental surgery? What's oh, that gonna yeah. eat up? Two hours? <laughs> yeah, let's go do it. Yeah, no problem. I got twenty four of them to kill. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm down, man. I'm down to learn some to do some truck wrenching. <laughs> I want that thing on the road by the fall. Oh, that's going to be great. On the road by the fall. I, That'll I, be about a year. I which, it, But actual work-wise, not yeah, a year. Yeah, but I mean, you know it, what I mean? Timeline. Well, really, total, since I bought the truck, the only... I have maybe, I don't know, twelve between 12 and 15 hours into it. It's just okay. I've had it for six months. Right, yeah. It's just been sitting more than, you know... Yeah. And I, there, I mean, there have been weeks that I've just forgotten about well, it. Months. But now that it's uh, now that I have the engine out, that was the first big step. Now that that's out, I'm like, I I came home on on Saturday and I was like, I go online, I start like Google and like, okay, I need this, uh, getting some things of ready. Those. Yeah. yeah, so I have this big like parts list that I'm gonna buy. Man. Can't wait, can't wait, <laughs> can't wait till yeah. we're cruising, cruising yeah. the strip. But that's the problem, though. Is that what undertaking do you and me by proxy take after that? Did the studio first. Now the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we sure did do the studio. Now the truck. I mean, we did so much. What uh, after that? I don't know. Sky's the limit. Oh, man. We got to build something else. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? You need... Some, I don't oh, know. you know what you need? You need one of those uh, one of those little motorized chairs that goes oh, down absolutely. your steps. Absolutely. That's a must. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about that nice open patch in your backyard that you just knocked down your garden in. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do we with it. Put something in there. Put some kind of shop. Oh, yeah. Maybe a pool barn. Mini pool barn. Yeah. Let's do it. You need, Done you deal. Don't need, you don't need permits for that or anything. No. Right? I think if you... It's funny because my friend who used to live on the uh, east side and is actually living up in the great white north right now up in like Houghton, Michigan, the furthest north of Michigan you can get. Yeah. When he lived on the east side and he worked for a, a car manufacturer, he had studied the city codes or, or ordinance or township and built a, I would call it a pole barn, with one centimeter less than you need to get a permit from, <laughs> and he measured it all out and everything so that no, it can't. You know, if somebody came out and looked, he can measure it and show. Yeah. Nope, 
This is exactly under what I need. That is one of the most impressive things I have oh, ever seen in my life. That's great. To not have to go through the hassle of dealing with whatever legal nonsense and ordinances. Well, that's a, what we need to do in your backyard. A lot of times they say too, if it's a um if it's not a permanent structure, mm-hmm. meaning if it can be moved, you oh, really? do not need a permit for it. Oh. So I've seen people like they'll build these massive shops in their backyards, but They'll have it so instead of it being like drilled into the concrete, yeah, it'll be bolted into the concrete. So technically, oh. you can take the bolts off here's and like what, stick a dolly under it and roll it. Because here's what I'm thinking, and it's obviously uh, changing and evolving as I think about it. Your modified pole barn goat house that we're going to build out in your backyard, <laughs> the goat house. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if we just put four, and they're more for show, we just get casters. Mm-hmm. You know, that couldn't support the weight if they had to, but they could at least show, hey. Just stick one on each corner. This thing could be moved. <laughs> we can get around any law that they can throw at us. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? This thing moves, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a lift from one corner and get over a ledge, but yeah. No, that's what we need. We need a goat yeah. house. All right. Well, we got a we got our spring slash summer project. Yeah. And that, you know what? That'll bring me right back to my leg being healthy again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems like just the kind of work that that you should be doing. Right. Yeah, heavy lifting. Yeah. Well, I don't need a hammer. I'll just use my leg. <laughs> just beat the hell out of it. It's dead anyway. Right? <laughs> Nothing in there. No nerve endings. Oh, man. Well, I was well, curious because, I, like I said, I had seen that picture, so I'm mm-hmm. glad to see that you are back in the truck game. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I didn't realize that that was going to take the place of your Jeep. Oh, the, the engine. I'm taking the engine out of that truck and putting it in the Jeep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still I got you. Keeping the Jeep. I got as, you. as of right now. I don't know. I go back and forth on that on like a, a oh, daily boy. basis too. So now that would be a terrible time to sell the Jeep now that I have the engine that Ready I'm to put, put in. in. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll just get a whole new Jeep. What <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> I'm so bad with stuff like that. <laughs> but the only thing keeping me from it is like well well one, I don't just have expendable income where right. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just Buy another one. Yeah. But I don't have anywhere to put another vehicle. Right. I already or, have to farm one of them out to a friend. Or just store extra engines. Yeah. Like, well, I got this one out, but I sold the Jeep anyway. I'll just keep this in the back The corner. engine. The engine I can fit in the garage. Okay. I'll have enough room to fit that in the garage. Yeah. Just keep it there for a couple of years. Yeah. Once, uh, once it grows like hornet's nests <laughs> in it and it's all rusted. Steve, you got to go spray for bugs again around your motor. <laughs> now, I know that... um. Let's see. You look a little fidgety over there. I know I that you were saying that. I can't tell if my leg's asleep or if it's. I, I can't tell. It feels like my toes are big. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's a problem. I'm just so. moving. I'm just trying to keep in motion, you know? So if you'd like, we can uh, we can kind of expedite this a bit and you get into the, get into the Fast Five. Yeah, for this week. I, I apologize to anybody listening who was waiting with bated breath for the news stories that we sent uh, mm. to each other. But yeah, yeah I, if we yeah. could just, yeah, let's do fast five. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to do a podcast when you got a Charlie horse over there. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to bring <laughs> something to rest my foot on. I'm telling you, we could have gonna... pulled up the, uh... yeah, it may come to that, but I also don't want to damage the nice scenic uh, fireplace by, you know, scraping cast on I can the order another of one of these chairs by next <laughs> week. A <laughs> hundred some dollar foot rest <laughs> on it. Where all I need is like, a sturdy cardboard box, <laughs> but we order a third chair. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get to the fast five. All right. Fast five. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. God, I still love that intro. It's so perfect. Still love it so much. Man. Uh, is it me? Am, am I going first? Or? Uh, you want to go first? 
I went second last week. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Okay, my first Fast Five for this week. White House Correspondence Dinner. Loved it. Loved it. Lo- absolutely loved it. Uh, the Air Force Academy. I didn't think you didn't get this one. The Air Force Academy? Yep. Oh, I don't know. Some minor news. Uh, ESPN. Oh, boy. Massive layoffs. Sucks to work there. Uh, the Fire. Fire? Fire? Festival? Fire. Fire, Fire Festival. Complete scam. Oh, boy. And lastly, Mount Everest. Oh, did someone climb it or something? Someone fall off? Someone trying to climb it. (laughs) Are they up there with uh, old old green boots or whatever the guy's name is? Yeah. Have you you ever looked that up before? No. Oh, yeah. There's a very famous photo. It's uh, of a guy that attempted to climb Mount Everest, I think, like in the 80s. Didn't make it. Still up there. And it's now like a... I mean, it's a checkpoint on the way up right. there. Like, you pass by old green boots, and it's this guy in a pair of green boots. That's just, so crazy. Well, first dead. of all, I get a sense of adventure, mm-hmm. but I will never get people who want to climb Mount Everest because when I read this article, it was an article about one of the best climbers in the world. He's like, essentially, he's been known as a speed climber, mm-hmm. but obviously, you can't really do that in Mount Everest. Right. Uh, he fell off a ledge and died. Um, that's the most detail they've got about it, but hearing that he wanted to camp overnight, he would have been one of the first to make a camp overnight at like 8,800 feet where your body is functioning at 20%. Just 8,800. I think that's what it was. He would want to make a camp at that point, which that's where your body starts is at its lowest functionality in terms of oxygen and everything else. It may be. That seems really low because Mount Everest is like 35,000 feet tall or something. Yeah. Oh boy, um, isn't it? Let me but see. he made uh, he passed away on a ledge and after falling off. But the the, I'm the sorry, number twenty nine thousand feet. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember this guy's uh, name or where I got him, where I got this story from. I should have just saved a link. Famous um, Swiss climber. That's him. Is that a uh, Yuli Steck? Yep, that's him. Yuli Steck near uh, killed near Mount Everest in Nepal. Yep, that's him. Um, and pass, but I will never understand that because I feel like every year that's all you hear about. Yeah, is more deaths and successes, and are the successes really worth it when you're up there? Which I granted, I'm sure it's amazing to see, but it's you know well below freezing, yeah. and you get what one photo where your body's almost completely degenerating anyway. Yeah. It doesn't a, seem worth it. Yeah, I mean, I guess for the first one to make it up there, yeah, totally worth right. it. But after that, I mean. I guess it's the same idea of going to space, where it's, it's like, well, people have been there, but it's still something that yeah. you know, ninety nine percent of the world will never experience, right? Yeah, I, but that'd boy. be something you'd ever do. All Ever- expenses paid. Everest. It's like a six week deal because you go to new camp and you have oh, to and wait for the perfect like, weather. And condition. it is expensive. Yeah. You pay like eighty grand That's for like nuts. those Sherpas who do it like barefoot <laughs> to just so unbelievable to just climb up there. Um, Everest. Man, I, it's guaranteed that I'm going to make it back alive? Let's say you're guaranteed to make it to the top alive. Oh, well, I mean, once you're at the top, you just got to sled and sled, <laughs> right? back, sled back down, right? Because I believe what I had heard is that the, the trip down is more deadly than the trip up. Okay. And that's, um, I don't know if that's because of your body coming back to normal things or if, obviously, it's easier to climb up than it is to slide yeah. down and stay down on a whatever space. Boy, all expenses paid. Not guaranteed to make it. I think I would. Would you really? Boy, I yeah. I don't think you could pay me to go to Mount Everest. I mean, 
Now, is that an area where is it because the weather's so bad? Like you can't like can you helicopter over the the pinnacle? No, 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 no. There and that's the. I know that um, because the winds are so high usually okay. that they can't fly. That's why they don't do like rescue missions above a certain right uh, a certain height. But, yeah, I, I don't think you could pay me to do that. Just the danger and the what it does to your body, and then the whole mentality of if you try to save him, you're going to die yourself. Yeah, is one of the most terrifying things yeah. ever. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, before that, I mentioned the fire festival. Uh, fire festival. In the news, that was Ja Rule, Ja Rule, and some somebody else DJ made a massive music festival on was it one of the Bahamian one of the, islands? Yeah, one of the islands in the Bahamas uh, that. Pablo Escobar used to own. Oh, okay. Um, and it was supposed to be like a luxury music festival. So you, pay, I mean, tickets thousands of dollars. Yeah, like the I mean, cheapest was five hundred, yeah. and then the mo- like the the standard people spent was more than two thousand dollars. They fly you there on a private jet from Miami. Yeah, you stay in these posh accommodations. Mm-hmm. Celebrity chefs, um, big name acts like Blink One Eighty Two was yeah. supposed to play a bunch of other bands. Um, and it just didn't materialize, but no one told the people that had paid thousands of dollars. Right. So they showed up to essentially FEMA tents set up. Yeah. It was really bad. Like in terms of, yeah. And then they, like somebody had tweeted a picture of like, this, this is the, uh, this is the fancy meal that we got tonight. And it was two pieces of bread, two pieces of cheese and some lettuce. <laughs> the, oh, on a styrofoam plate yeah, I and one seen. of those little styrofoam to go containers oh, um man so i just saw something about how now it's being investigated as uh like a being a complete scam oh really so because i know they had announced that one of the co-founders had announced that everybody this year will be fully refunded yeah and promised or guaranteed Luxury tickets to next year's which oh they, well there's no way it's gonna happen if you it, are, this, that's i mean it's it's done Man, because, I, I, yeah, the pictures alone, like, foot lockers you'll see in a gym where, I mean, and like you said, the tents that look, was that it? Yeah. And they didn't anticipate for the weather, so they're trying to get people off the island when they realize it had bombed. Just an absolute nightmare from start to finish. Uh, fire festival organizers hit with $100 million lawsuit. Ooh, that yeah. doesn't sound good for them. So. And I know the islands had already said they will not give them any permits to do anything like that in the future. So Jeez. they said it's going to be on a continental beach town next year. Well, I think that they should probably just cut their losses and say, you know, I feel like the name uh, is is a bit, uh, you know. It might be sullied. It's probably. Uh, yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Uh, before that, I mentioned ESPN. Yeah, would they lay off like a hundred people? A hundred on air, which is one of the most the biggest exoduses in for on air ever. Uh, obviously, they're having some massive issues with mm-hmm. the cord cutting generation. Yeah, and they're Plus just they, out yeah. of their platform isn't as necessary as right. it was ten years ago. And and the yes, they've had a lot of cord cutting. But they also the uh, the rights to air those games. Oh, it's from, insane! It, they've never been higher. Right for Monday Night Football, they're in the well into the billions of dollars to air one Monday Night Football game a week for fourteen weeks, yeah. which is stupid. And they're paying these on-air analysts, you know, the guys that everybody hates, like the Skip Baylesses and the Stephen A. Smiths. They're paying sure. them three to five million dollars a year to to do that and cause controversy. So a lot of hardworking people, yeah, 
uh, kind of blindsided last week and, and laid off by ESPN. The most surprising thing about that was I was reading through one of those um, one of those articles. I forget, maybe like on the big lead or something. Yeah, and they just had a, a running list of all the all of the right. layoffs, and they had embedded all of the all of the like goodbye tweets from people mm-hmm. saying, you know, hey, today was my last day at ESPN. Most of them were really cool. They were just saying, hey, I, you know, for 20 years I lived my dream. I worked at ESPN. Right. And they'd say, this is from so-and-so. He was a, uh MLB analyst or whatever. And then the most surprising thing was when I got to one, and it, it was like so-and-so, uh, beat writer, NHL. And I'm like, they had them? Yeah, ESPN yeah. had one beat writer for yeah. the NHL? And they fired three of them. Three NHL. So they're well out of the hockey game now outside yeah. of just showing the generic highlights that – that uh, they think people still want. Just insane. Uh, before that, I mentioned the Air Force Academy. Getting a little bit of heat this week uh, with the NFL draft, Steve. Uh, service academies, traditionally, you have to serve active duty when you're done in their school. Uh, what has been done is, as of late, those academies will defer that until, if you get drafted okay. in the NFL, they will defer that active duty until after your career is over. The Air Force announced this past week uh, they are not going to do that. So even oh. if you're drafted, whatever, second round, all right, see you in two years. That's the wow. best case scenario. Now, so essentially anybody who would have been drafted from the Air Force Academy, which I, I, I don't know, I didn't, Grant, I didn't look at those prospects, uh, immediately off everybody's board because you're not going to draft somebody right. you want why would, three yeah, years. Why, yeah, why do you draft Three years here? and you're 27 years old and something could happen wow. when they're gone. What do you think about that? I, I don't like it because I get that they joined the service academy to do the service to the country mm-hmm. for that reason, but boy, to sit there, not poach, but to to block an opportunity like that, I yeah. feel like is dirty pool. I mean, I get why they're hindering, are, you're hindering yeah. their ability to progress when still in two, whenever their career's over, they are still going to serve their active duty years. But... Look at it from the Air Force's perspective. What if uh, somebody goes into the NFL, gets a career-ending injury in the first year of their right, you know, first year of their career, right? Or, hell, even the fifth year of their career. Or what if they play a fifteen-year career, right? Those then, are the outliers are if they play till they're thirty-five, thirty-six. Yeah. Which they, the only thing I could say to that is if they're in the academy, they're already an office officer school anyway. Mm-hmm. Like you're not talking like if you're playing for Army or Navy, you're not in the Army for. To be an infantry yeah. troop, you know, and if same thing with the Air Force, you're in the Air Force Academy to be an officer. Yeah. So you're probably not going to be man in the front lines anyway. But um, I mean, I get where they're coming from. But boy, is it really blocking those kids yeah. and, their, and their ability to grow and actually do something outside of this. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And lastly, I mentioned the White House Correspondents Dinner, which uh, notably love- the president for the first time. How many years? It was uh, since 1981. 1981. The last one to not be at the White House Correspondents Center was, uh, was Ronald Reagan because he was recovering after an assassination attempt. Oh, and now Donald Trump, who claimed uh, just too busy building this great nation. Well, he had a rally. That yeah, that's right. He did have a rally. <laughs> Um, so he didn't do it. So that still went on. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't hear any headlines from it. There were I some... know Samantha B held a not the White House Correspondents Dinner. Yep, where she did it was essentially the same thing a roast. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the guy I forget what the gentleman's name was. Let me actually had it. No, no. Is it the Arabic name? 
Yes. I uh, forget his name um, as well. God, what is his name? It's driving me nuts now. Oh, it was uh, Hassan Minaj. Yes. The da- from The Daily Show, yep. correspondent on The Daily Show. Uh, started out by referring to the president as the liar-in-chief. But, yeah, I, I watched uh, a good amount of his uh, of, of his delivery, and it was very funny. I'm uh, Yeah, I didn't see anything about it, and I'm sure part of the reason I didn't see anything on the main news is because he wasn't there to... Ex- to you know, to partake, mm-hmm. but, um, you want to talk about a guy who can dish it, but can't take it. Man. Cause right the before thinnest of skins, because right, right before we started recording, I saw a headline, his interview yesterday or today with CBS news. He literally gave a hand wave away to the reporter and walked away when he was asking him about his claims about being wiretapped by former president Obama. Yeah. What happened to that? Boy, that was a big story for a while. <laughs> right? And, uh, sure. Um, Sure seems like that. Feels like a lot of this thing, a lot of the things with his presidency have been not swept under the rug, but just totally ignored. Yeah. Hmm. Really odd. Very odd. Well, that was my fast five. All right. Get to mine now. Fast We have some duplicates once again. Happens every week. I think <laughs> it's a good sign, though, that we're on top of the news cycle, Steve. That's right. Number one, or number five, I'm sorry. White House Correspondents Dinner. Missed it. Uh, bummed out. I missed it. Number four, NFL draft. Watched every pick with bated breath. <laughs> you got nothing else to do. Exactly. Number three, fire festival. Nothing sounds worse than any music festival. <laughs> this one seems like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Roseanne. Man, I don't know if I'm intrigued or terrified. Number one, Mark. Zuckerberg, more specifically, Mark Zuckerberg, possibly running for political office. Oh boy, that dud of a personality doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> well, you would think so until uh, the, the most recent election, where it seems like right. anything truly is possible. Just every time I feel like you've seen Mark Zuckerberg talk or whatever, it's such a zone out type he, of listen. He is just boy, he's an he seems awful order, so uncomfortable. He is so bad at just generally speaking in public and they and that's fine you don't have to be you're yeah. a genius and a whiz kid right. behind the yeah. scenes it's cool but hire boy, somebody oh boy you want to talk about facebook being picked apart too go run for political office and have people ask about the privacy issues you've had yeah. and the data tracking and everything you've had over the years at facebook yeah video uh, i had watched some of a video where he, i guess his 2017 new year's resolution was to get out and talk to people more about uh, society and the problems that we're facing mm. to which everyone says it's, it's basically him saying I'm starting to campaign. Yeah, let me get with, a feeler out there. without campaigning. Yeah. And he was in, I think South Bend, Indiana recently. And he did a Facebook live as he was driving around with the mayor of South Bend in a very awkward, like, hello, I'm here with my good friend, oh, uh, no. you know, D- Joe Schmo, yeah. who's the mayor. It all sounds terrible. I know. It, it was, I watched like five minutes of it. What am I watching? Why am I doing this? Oh, so no, Mark thanks. Zuckerberg 2020. I don't know if I can vote for him. He's such a dud. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. I, <laughs> I, like I said, nothing at this point, nothing would surprise me yeah. at all. So, uh, before that, Roseanne news broke of a possible, yeah. Possible revival with John Goodman and with Roseanne. Strange uh, because uh, Dan died. Yeah, 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 he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, didn't he 
unless they totally write off season nine, because season seven and eight were where they won the lottery. Yeah. Season nine was when she woke up and realized that Dan had actually died in his heart attack and none of that had happened. Yeah, and then there was so something with an affair in there. Oh, it's it's so scrambled. So to bring Dan back, it would have to be excluding the last season or a dream within a dream, a Roseanne Inception, if you will. And Dan has actually never had a heart attack or something yeah. and is alive. I'll still watch it. I loved that show growing up. It was one of my I'd definitely shows. be curious. Uh, I, 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 I feel like Roseanne was most of the driving force because she was obviously uh, did more stand-up comedy back then mm-hmm. and did a lot of the, the writing. I feel like she's more politically active now than anything related to comedy. Yeah. So I'd be curious because I know she's like big into like nut farming and marijuana. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, that's her had, big. Yeah. She has like an almond farm yeah. in Hawaii. She's she's really random. She's she's an odd person, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you could get based on the comedy she was writing, which for the eighties and early it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she, it, man, I, I definitely tune in out of curiosity. Oh, that's I'll for watch sure. It. And I'm I assuming, really like John yeah, Goodman. It, it seems like it'll probably be a Netflix thing, um, probably like uh like they did with Full House. Yep, Fuller House. Yep, so. they've done that before. They've rescued shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a whole new segment of people to bring back in too. Yeah, that's I would definitely watch it. Yep. Uh, before that, we had Fire Festival. We kind of already talked about that. Yeah, disaster. Uh, before that, the NFL Draft. <sighs> I love it. As a Detroit Lions fan, I watch it every year anyway. Uh, this year being laid up and bored, I watched and followed it more than ever. So uh, what do you think on Boogergate? Have you seen Boogergate? I don't think I have. Oh, you haven't seen the, the clip that's going around of uh, uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell? Oh, Essentially, or... I don't know. Well, here, I'll, I'll show you the video in just a second. Which it look, it sure looks like that guy is the perfect heel for to use a wrestling term. The perfect heel. Did you see the clip when he came out to announce the first pick or to announce the draft yeah. was open? And he, come on, Philly, is that all you got? Like yeah. nobody does that unless you're a bad guy in wrestling. I know. So here's the clip. Uh, this woman, who I believe is an 18 year old, um, 18 year old high school student. Okay. Who. Had, if you notice, she has a prosthetic leg. Yep. She was a cancer survivor, leukemia. Like, she lost her leg because of leukemia. Rough go. So she came out to announce, I think it was the Bears' Bears second second round round pick. pick. Now, watch closely. There's no audio here, but watch what he does. It appears as though he wipes his nose. Wipes his nose. Looks like he's rolling. Oh, no. That is red-handed, man, because I think it would have been less noticeable but when he moves from his nose it looks to me like he's got the old roll around well before going to her back well that and he doesn't just pat her on the shoulder yeah it's like a he does a wipe yeah oh boy roger oh roger bad luck roger right that is too it's a wipe because then he wipes it down like back towards his body what a monster (laughs) already the most hated i think it's i think he's Probably caught Gary Bettman from the NHL in terms yeah. of most hated commissioner. Well, Bettman at least doesn't really have the the scandal like Ray Rice. Right, the Ray um, Rice deal, the uh then the Tom Brady over penalizing yeah, that people deflating. thought and uh when it comes out that he's making like thirty five million dollars a yeah. year, something crazy. He's not a very likable person in public. But you know at something? All. If I'm making $35 million a year, I don't care, I don't care if people love Honestly, me. Honestly, I do the as bare minimum. As, as long as my, my core group 
you know, my my fiance, right. soon to be wife, my brother, my sister, right. my family. As long as as long as I can say to the say to them, like, yeah, I mean, it's it comes with the territory. I'm right. a scapegoat. Yep, I'll take it for that much money. Anything. Oh, Roger. Disgusting. You monster, though. My and then God. before that, we had White House Correspondence Dinner, which we already yep. got to. Yeah, and, and I feel like, I'm, I'm not saying he has the power to do that, but it definitely wasn't in the news as much as yeah. it was if he had attended. Because most of the time, it's, hey, how did they react when whatever happened, whatever was said about mm-hmm. him? So with him not going there, obviously you lose that reaction yeah. ability. So. Oh, Donald. Donald, 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 what are you doing? Well, we did say that we were going to keep this one to under two hours Unreal. this week. I will Good. prep next week. Uh, I'm going to have something to put my leg on because, <laughs> boy, it feels like there's nothing there right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty yep. terrible. Yep. Feel bad for you, man. Feel bad for you. It's but, been uh, a bummer. Again, Netflix we'll just... suggestions, Amazon Prime suggestions. Uh, I'm, I'm not above pouring out for your well wishes on social media. <laughs> um, maybe uh, you can... You can send your well wishes with hashtag Kyle's balsa wood legs. <laughs> or uh, come up with the hashtag. Hashtag Kyle's rickety body. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be in this state. So like I mentioned, any recommendations to watch or to do uh, to, to bide my time, please send those over. Well, I look forward to seeing you transition from uh, player to coach right. in tomorrow's big softball game. Oh boy, that's happening. Hopefully by next week we'll, we'll have a... Uh, We'll have a two-in-one record to, we'll to brag about. Out. Sweep it out tomorrow, <laughs> so. if they happen. All right. In the meantime, you can download, subscribe, review the show on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Libsyn, stephenkyle.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, facebook.com slash stephenkyle, and on Twitter at Steve and Kyle. Remember, send in some screenshots of your review of the show, and we'll call you for two minutes of awkward conversation. Talk to you next week. That is it.